Hello, and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. Uh, this is Emmett. And this is episode 94, which we do our top five movies of 1994. Oh, are we still doing that? Oh, damn. I should have prepared. <laughs> That's okay. For some reason, I my brain really wanted me to say uh, 1998 for some reason. <laughs> I was... I don't, I don't We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, slow down. Slow down. Yeah. 1994. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, you were right. Um, when we were talking yeah, about how, like, 93 was tough. Yeah, 94, 94 was, was brutal. son of a bitch. It's a slaughter. It's um, 94 is the 84 of the 90s, it which is, is odd. It, it makes me want to check out 2004, see if that was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Is it every, every 10 years? I'm trying to think, was 74 bad? No. Uh, no. Like, it early 70s? Was that a... Not really. Was that a, um, it... This is probably a case of... The first top five we've done that I... You were just like, screw it, can't do this. Uh, not, <laughs> like, in some ways, yes, but more along the lines of, like, it doesn't... Hey, we've it, done top it fives. It doesn't matter what movies I put yeah. in here. You're going to be missing something. I'm going to miss something I really like. Right. I'm going to be, like, both happy that oh this plethora of yeah, yeah. amazing films and unhappy because i only have five slots <laughs> like to be fair <laughs> we have done top fives before no where we've literally done like like double picks for each that's slot true. that is true <laughs> where that we basically true. had a top 10 each yeah, essentially we have done that in fact i believe I we did, did that not... more in the earlier days but <laughs> i believe i may have done that on the very first top five i straight out of the gate had in, well, you know what I did? It's because I wasn't sure how we were going to do ulcer rants. Yeah. So I did like an ulcer rant for each. At the same time. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no real hard and because fast. Because we did that. It was that top five movies of the last Those five years. Five yeah. years, yeah. There's no real hard and fast rules. No. It's, it's you know, it's, yeah. there are it rules. Is, it was, yeah, 94 was, there was an my, my amazing thing, amount of like great, fun, yeah. awesome my, films. My thing was more just a matter of like that because we're doing year by year yeah i feel like narrow it down i mean yeah, come yeah. on yeah. we've done entire decades in one mm. in one list before yeah if you can't narrow down a well, one single year I feel, I feel but it's a little different the way case, we're doing yeah, the feel, 90s is a I bit different like yeah you, when you do a decade thing yeah you can be like it's the absolute cream, the, of, the the cream of the crop yeah and things like like a, a like a year like 94 I can just pick any one of 10 films right. and I feel satisfied with it. You right. know, and in a way I am satisfied with my top five list here Yeah, because like I could swap out a couple of films and it'd still be a great list, you know? Right. Um, okay. So for me, I would say um, my top three or so, yeah. I was pretty solid on mm -hmm. and it was like the lower reaches uh, that I kind of struggled a bit more with. Not so much in terms of selection, I mean, somewhat, but mostly less in terms of selection, more in terms of placement. Mm, th that's because well, it was like deciding, like, oh, how, where, you know, how does this go? But like the top three, I think I'm fairly solid on, just because at that point it just became a thing of like, well, you know, how strong do I feel? Yeah, yeah. The 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 when you've got too many movies, the placement can be tough too because yeah. and uh, I, and I as I want. Like, uh, in a certain way, you're just like, well, whether this one's three or four, it does, it, the other one can be four, and this one can be three, or this one can be yeah. three, that one can be four, it doesn't matter. And, and as I warned last week, 
I, I said last week I was pretty sure I was going to end up having like a tie. Yeah. Because there was just going to be one extra thing that I didn't think that I could mm-hmm. leave off. Yeah. And uh, that I've yeah. gone with that. So just for number five, yeah. I have a tie. Also, um, I have one extra thing. That it just... helps. Uh, I'm I'm sort of double helped because uh, I know there's a number of really good films that I can count on you to have on your list. Uh, yeah, but you know you don't want to do that too much because you you also want to be somewhat honest about. I, I, but you know, but like that's why I'm prefacing yeah. this. Well, with, you are going to yeah, jump yeah, in, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're exactly. the whole point is for us yeah. to discuss them yeah. anyway, so. Yeah. That's but, uh, you know, valid point, you know, um, to a degree. A couple of, yeah. And uh, the big thing actually surprised me of all, like, sort of my short list of about 15 films. Uh, only, like, one of them is this one that we've, like, been on a previous list. Like, this was the one year where I didn't have to worry, yeah. oh, none of these films were on any other list except for one. And it wasn't going to be a top five. It was definitely an also rad. But okay. it's still really great. But it was like, I was like, oh, wow. Because up until now, for topically or from one year to another every year of the 90s yeah i've I'm like There's oh like, like multiple special, multiple yeah, yeah. films yeah. that have been like we've either done the we've either just done the film yeah, yeah. on its own or it's been on a top five for sure um and this was the first year i was like oh oh we're, we're actually okay here which is know? also part of why this year's so yeah. difficult because uh, there wasn't really anything that you could just eliminate I, what i basis. what i think though is is there's a number of films that may or may not be in our top fives but are from this year that would definitely come up in uh more topical podcasts yeah yeah topical top fives and stuff right later, right or I got franchise you. talk or yep. stuff like that yeah yeah yep. i got you so, yeah. oh. i got you well this is also a point where um i think we're seeing a lot more movies like mm. together as well oh yeah uh, and and yeah yeah um that being said, well, we were what sixteen in ninety four. So that being said, actually, quite a few of these I did not see with you, or at least not in the theater anyway. Uh, the ones on my list, I'm saying most you know, of some yeah, of them. Some most of, them of my have, but... most of my favorite films from that year, I probably did not see that year. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, yes, but most of them I didn't see till later right. because a lot of them, like, they weren't like big movies at the time. Yeah, and if you know the theater, generally you go see like big. Yeah. Big films and, you know. All right. Well, yeah. I'll start. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my Get number five, uh, like I said, is going to be... Oh, oh, oh. Crossover. We, we had Buko crossover last week for the first time in a while. Well, especially the big two, yeah, number yeah, two and number two. one, <laughs> having crossover on our top two. Yeah. And of the exact same placement. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's say two. I'm going to throw... I'm going to say one. I'm going to say one. You got two? Okay. Uh, you think two again, eh? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, could be one. Okay. Could be none. Could I don't know. Okay. Uh, you, no. you surprise no. me sometimes. No. Um, so my number five, like I said, is going to be Ty. Um, because I just found that there was one extra thing that I just didn't really want to drop. No, no, that's um, good. Both of these are, uh, from filmmakers that have appeared. On previous top fives, uh, well, one particularly has already been um, talked about quite a bit in these 90s top fives. Mm. Um, the other one, not so much. Uh, the other one's from something else. But um, uh, one of them is um, the what would be, I guess be officially the second film by Quentin Tarantino, ah, Pulp right. Fiction. Um, and the other one is um, Legends of the Fall. 
ah. which was um, directed by Edward Swick, and it's the movie that first got me into Ed- Edward Swick as a, as a director. And, mm-hmm. um, he had done other st- stuff before this. He'd been a director since like the 80s, but I wasn't really that aware of his earlier stuff. This was the one that got me into his stuff. So I'll just take them in turn. Um, so Pulp Fiction, I've said before that, well, I alluded to Pulp Fiction Last without, week. without, uh, well, and in 92. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, because I was talking about Reservoir Dogs. And that's I, right. And that's, I, yeah, that's, that was, that was. I alluded yeah, to Pulp Fiction on the basis of the fact that I was saying like, you know, oh, there's an upcoming yeah. movie that I think most people consider to be kind of the best Quentin Tarantino movie, or at least mm. like the most sort of classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that for me, like I still kind of liked Reservoir Dogs best. Um, and that's sort of true. I think part of the thing is, is that um, Pulp Fiction's a bit of a mishmash of like so many different things all kind of stuffed together. It's more of like an anthology almost mm-hmm. that just has like uh, storylines that cross over. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Reservoir Dogs is more focused on a central single story. And so I tend to, I tend to just give a little more credence to well, those strong yeah. central single mm-hmm. stories rather than the things that are kind of a mishmash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of it. Um, but I think also with Pulp Fiction, there's a bit of a it loses a little bit maybe, like. Uh, Put it this way, I used to like it a lot more than I do now. Yeah, See, it's faded with time. Pulp Fiction was one of the ones I knew, like oh, I could end yeah. right now. Like I do like it know. because it it has a lot of memorable scenes. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of really quotable lines, which is always a big plus for yeah. in movies for me. That's something you know. That's always like something where it's like okay, if there's like a lot of like really memorable scenes and quotable lines, like that's always that's always something that really keeps a movie alive for me. But I will say that I think I liked it a lot more. I, uh, Back in the day, it's kind of faded a bit for me. I, I'm in exactly the same boat um, as you. I'm not saying like, it's bad. Obviously, it's on the list, but it you know because I still think it's quality. But and I think maybe it's a case of I don't have um, the fondness for it. When we um, oh geez, just like last week, the sun comes, the sun goes. That is creepy. The, the, the light come, the lights go. Um, uh, uh, what? In the year that we saw Pulp Fiction originally, yeah. like, you know, probably 94, I'm pretty sure I saw it f- fairly early yeah. on. Um, I did not see it in the theater. No, I, I didn't say that for sure. Probably almost immediately. We were still underage at the time. That's right. Yeah. And I don't remember probably anyone, the... like, my dad didn't take me to Pulp Fiction. No, no, like no. De- definitely would have seen it probably, like, as soon as it came to, like. He did take me to some already. It would have been too late. No, it would still be VHS, I guess, probably around. Probably. That, yeah, yeah, late, yeah, late, yeah, late in the VHS, VHS era. Yeah. Um, and. The anthology nature of it, mm-hmm. and um, with that Quentin Tarantino like styling, yeah, really like fired up my yeah seventeen year old brain. And it like, was fun, and, yeah, yeah. For it was sure. in, a, in a way Absolutely. that like I hadn't seen anything yeah. like that really before. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the reason for me like the it faded is because uh I've seen that done. Maybe, and and this isn't like that. I dislike Pulp Fiction less. I guess this is more that other things have done. That, there are things that you prefer that, that have done that thing kind of better that I like more. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's not that I dislike it. It's just that there's a, you know at the time it was yeah a, it was so unique. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I say. Um, and, I mean, and sometimes 
the first time is the best, and every time is yeah. just imitators. Often, and some, but, no, often actually, you know, and in some ways, once again, this is Quentin Tarantino doing maybe doing that thing that he he did a number of times, which is he set up the hey, it's okay to do anthologies again, yeah, because they kind of disappeared for a while, yeah, and and then of course it was immediately followed suit with yeah. other people doing that, which was cool, you know. Um, you know, that, that, oh yeah, the audience is ready for that kind of storytelling again. Um, but I, I think it's also... Yeah, I think with, with the reason why I tend... One of the reasons I tend to, like, kind of mark down a little bit on these types of, uh, you know, that sort of anthology style, uh, in some cases, is because oftentimes what you end up with is that certain storylines are much more interesting than others. Yes. And yeah. so when the movie is going off into one of the less you, interesting storylines, you're just yeah. kind of like, oh, well, I just have to wait until it cuts back to the one of the storyline yeah. I like. Yeah. You know, and TV shows can do that a lot, oh, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so that can be a danger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's part of one of the reasons that I don't like as much. So when it works really well is where it's like you're interested in every, everything all parts of it and then it just becomes you know oh. for for pulp fiction i think for me the the parts where i'm less interested is just because there's so many stories going on in this and you don't get enough of some of them yeah and i feel like oh like this character or that character or this part of it, I'd be more into it's not developed enough. Exactly. I'd yeah. be more into if I got another 10, 15 minutes of that characters and that, that story. And yeah. it was, it was, it was like tip of the iceberg, but too little. Like, you know, I just need a little bit more versus yeah. some of the stuff seems so, uh, well fleshed out. Some yeah. of the stories right off the bat, you're like, I'm good with this. And sometimes like even things like the, like my personal favorite and probably most people's personal favorite parts of Pulp Fiction are the Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> holy crap. The John Travolta. John Travolta. I want to say Leroy Jenkins. Uh, yeah. John Travolta part. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it was really yeah. significant because... But, like, in a way, like, they're... Like, they're together and that like branch of the stories yeah which is, is uh, which is probably the primary It is the story. primary, but you're dumped into that head first knowing nothing and in terms of complexity, it's actually the thinnest part. Like, you don't need to know anything to get along with those characters. Yeah. Which, I guess, maybe helps a lot, you know, in the concept. Versus, say, like, the stuff going on with Bruce Willis, you're... You feel like you're 90 minutes into a two-hour movie, yeah. and you... I need to know more before I can really... Yeah. Get there's it, actually... You know, like, this is interesting, yeah. but I can't be invested I, in I've read... I've seen... There's a really interesting thing uh, online, actually, um... Somebody as kind of like an art project kind of thing, uh, re-edited Pulp Fiction into chronological order. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's intended to be. Uh, I've seen the re-edited Memento, where they did they did the yeah. same thing where they put well, it. Well, that's all... just pointless because yeah. that's just turning it around backwards. Well, again, well, but it, it's it is interesting how you think it would be like. It's turning around backwards, like, but the story's still the same. It should be fun. No, it's tremendously boring. It's, yeah. The presentation course, is everything on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is in Pulp Fiction, it's non-linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On purpose. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it's designed to be. Yeah. But when you put it into chronological order, it just makes it, it just flows more like a normal movie would. Yeah, yeah. So it still kind of works. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily, it's not necessarily as good, but it's, 
interesting in its own way. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting because, of course, because it's chronological, it starts with the scene of Butch, of Bruce Willis's character, yeah. as a little kid mm -hmm. with the Christopher Walken and the whole, the whole story about his father's watch. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the pivotal... I mean, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. in the in his character, mm. but you don't in the actual regular film. You don't get it until you know whatever, like a long, quite a well, in, well into quite a in. My God, <laughs> make up your mind. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's Pulp Fiction. I I do really like it still, yeah. but it's not not as much as I used to. Um, I haven't watched it in a while. I feel like I kind of watched it enough back then. Not that I'll never watch it again, but. I, feel Pulp Fiction I don't feel one, a huge... Pulp Fiction was one of those movies that made the rounds. Yeah. Like, somebody was always watching it. Like, you go over to yeah. somebody's house and, oh, we're going to watch it. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just, I yeah. saw it quite a few times. It was... Um, it was like the natural born killers. Where I'm, I'm not were, saying... You know? I'm not saying I'll never watch it again. I'm just saying I don't have, like... No, no, no. It's not sure. like, a, like a, oh, man, it's been a while. I really got to watch that. I, you know? I do feel it's been long enough that I could probably watch it and I've probably forgotten It's probably been it. longer for you than it has for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been probably uh, a decade since I last yeah. saw it. So, yeah. Um, and then the other thing was Legend of the Fall, um, mm -hmm. which um, I feel like doesn't really get mentioned very much anymore. Um, it was pretty significant when it came out. No, no, it's uh, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. Uh, it's, right, 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 it's basically right. like a family epic, like family That's saga. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anthony Hopkins plays like sort of the the patriarch, mm -hmm. and then his kids are um, Brad Pitt and Henry Thomas play the kids, um, and basically um, the younger son. It's kind of like um, it runs through a couple of decades. It's kind of like, um, well, like first you have you see them as sort of young boys uh and then they're a bit older and it's like world war one era and then it keeps going oh it does that thing where it like skips the 20s, every so many the 20s years. Yeah, and yeah. you know there's like uh and then it goes into like you know prohibition era and stuff like that and you know there's just all this stuff like where um contrasting the two brothers and stuff and the younger one you know he kind of is like feeling like oh he has to like sort of prove himself as a man kind of because uh, he's a little bit more kind of sort of mild-mannered and mm. kind of you know and so uh he um before the u.s joined the war he decides he's gonna um cross over into canada and join up ah. there because obviously canada was in the war from the start because of the whole commonwealth thing right right um so his brother, the Brad Pitt character, who has well, and the father is hugely opposed to this. Yeah, he's like an old school military guy, like from you know, like the Indian Wars and stuff, mm. kind of like old West era. Because of course, his age, the time period, being like middle aged yeah. in that kind of you know nineteen fifteen, being like middle aged then, he's like from like you know old West era basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like very opposed to the to this and stuff because he knows that you know that this war is basically just a meat grinder, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, so, and the older brother, Brad Pitt's character, is, has no interest in getting involved in this. No. He sees it as being, like, completely ridiculous, too, but he feels like a certain duty to look after his younger brother, and so he goes with him to the war, to, he crosses over into Canada with him, and, and joins up with him, and goes to the war with him. Um, so there's a bit of stuff about that, and then lots of other stuff happens. Like I say, it's a big epic that takes place over 
you know, many, many years, like a couple of decades. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of... One of those, like, tells, like, the life story. Yeah, of there's, like, romance and a... tragedy and drama, and mm-hmm. and it's just very intense. And it was the first, like I say, it was the first time I was aware, like, when I saw it, again, I didn't see it in the theater, I don't think, but I saw it soon after on video. And is the first time I was aware of, like, oh, like, this is oh, Edward Zuck. Who's this? Who directed it? And um, the movie that we talked about before that he did was um, uh, The Last Samurai. Which oh, right. The, on the Tom Cruise. Tom uh, Cruise one, five. yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that got me interested. And then basically from that point on, I, like, followed, you know, everything else. So, I mean, like, there's even other movies in the 90s that of his that might be on other top fives i don't know mm. i haven't really looked that far ahead but it's possible uh depending on whatever what else is in those years so i'm not really going to mention them but i mean people could just look him up he's done a lot of stuff um and he tends to do kind of stuff like that like pretty big drama kind of with a little bit of action kind of stuff um but yeah i just at the time i haven't seen it in a really long time uh i do feel a little bit more distant from it now but at the time i was like semi-obsessed with it um i really really liked it at the time um yeah and uh pretty sure i've never seen it i'm like aware of it yeah and like oh yes yeah i've heard people talk good things about that movie and i've just never seen it i really liked it at the time and had i have had i seen it more recently it could even rank higher it's just that i'm going basically off of like you know it's been a long time since i've seen it but i like i was i was i was really into it back then so hard, hard to say but i figured well i gotta at least put it at five so that it's yeah. on the list and so that we got a chance to talk about it because it, it did have a big impact on me at the time so that's yeah so i guess both of these picks for me they're i tie them at five just because both of them i haven't seen in quite a while they made a really big impression on me then and i was really into them and I haven't really been as into them more recently, but I feel like they have a place on the list just because they made a big impact on me at the time. So no, no, yeah. that's, so that's good. That's, that's I mean, that's a good, that's a good, yeah. good reason to have those. So that's on my there. five. Yeah, yep. So yeah, that's excellent. my five. Those Pulp Fiction and Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number five is an action film. Okay. Um, probably one of my favorite action films by with this actor. Okay. Uh, has a amazing cast, and it's True Lies. Okay, yeah. well, it's my four. Oh, so well, we can do that together. Hop on together there, yeah. yeah. James Cameron well, knocking it out of the park. Uh, of course, you know how I feel about yeah. Cameron's films. Um, he's a genius. Um, this is still kind of, still sort of his classic era. Mm-hmm. I mean, after this was Titanic, obviously, which kind of changed everything. Um, he kind of yeah. took a different track from that point on. Um, which is what it is. Uh, obviously, I guess this was yeah. I guess this kind of the kind last of the of end of his classic, classic era. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that for me, when you compare it to, like the previous Cameron's stuff, like they tend to be. I mean, you look at like Terminator Two, yeah, the original Terminator, Aliens, stuff like that. I mean, they tended to be like number ones on most of the lists I have. Yeah. True Lies ranking a bit lower really just reflects that it's Cameron kind of doing a much more ordinary kind of film which i'm not knocking that it's just it's they don't it doesn't have the special there are elements of this film that are very cameron well but it's but 
I, I feel like I've also seen other directors right. direct I mean, films of equal caliber to this one. Or, yeah. or maybe not quite equal, but certainly a lo- very close mm. to the same lines. Like, it, it's basically an action comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's something that we've seen that kind of... What this is, we've seen it mm-hmm. many times with other directors doing similar kinds of things. Maybe not quite to the same level, just because Cameron tends to bring that, like... Yeah that excellence to what turns it, it to whatever. 11 kind of yeah so i mean like maybe not quite to the same level but we have seen similar things in the sense that like i think another director i mean it wasn't for the fact obviously wrote it too because yeah, he yeah. writes all this stuff too but but i mean another director could probably have done true lies and come in the ballpark of what this mm. was i don't think any other filmmakers could have done uh at Cameron's that time, previous, yeah, that we, previous, previous films, films. No, no, no. Right? Like, I think that those stand alone as, like, you know... I mean, certainly no one no one can make a better Terminator movie than him because the people have tried. Yeah. And none have come anywhere did close. They, did they try? Well, in or the did sense, they just do? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's yeah, proof yeah. that, like, no one else, yeah. you know, ha- has, <laughs> has really captured... Because some of those feel like nobody tried. Yeah, well, <laughs> in any case... People showed up and a film got made, but nobody tried. <laughs> Yeah. But my point being yeah, that, yeah. like, Aliens, you know, and the exactly. two Terminator exactly. films, I don't think anyone else really could have mm-hmm. done those. And even, like, The Abyss. Exactly. Um, you know. Ab- Abyss is, again, one of those movies, like, the only equivalence to The Abyss, I think, are movies that, uh, d- like, have not copied that setting, but yeah. copied the tension and, like, been, often seem to be, like, like yeah. this is like, oh, this is The Abyss in space. Yeah. Um, but... The Abyss really does stand alone as yeah, a... Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, to me, the difference between True Lies and the rest of Cameron's earlier stuff is that, like, I feel like there are probably other filmmakers that could have more or less made True Lies. Yeah. And whereas, like, I don't think anyone else really could have made his previous yeah, exactly. films. exactly. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I would rank True Lies a bit lower. Yeah. It's just a little more ordinary. Yeah. That being said, yeah. it's... It is Cameron, so he's executing it at a very high level. Yeah. And basically doing everything, you know, so you still have all the funny dialogue. You still have, you know, uh, big cast really of characters. Really impressive action. Super impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know. you got all the special effects. Yeah. You have, I mean, really good acting. And for the time, budget galore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it was huge. I mean, yeah. he, he, gets, he gets more out of Arnold in this film than, like, yeah, I mean, there's but, a lot of ra- there's quite a bit of range there. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. I mean, considering it's like Arnold, you know, like, and we know Arnold's not. Yeah, he's not a terrible actor. He's not, no. you know. Um, well, the big thing with Arnold is he's comfortable in front of the camera, and yeah. he has like screen charisma. Yeah, so he may not necessarily have the widest, like, deep mm-hmm. acting dramatic range. Yeah, but like, he's not. He he's not a bad actor no, because no. if he was a bad actor, he yeah. would just be like awkward and like uncomfortable exactly. on screen and he's clearly the, not the the things that he commands the screen that are, that are like some of the stuff that makes and like the inadvertent like th- this is also like probably james cameron's funniest film by I well mean, it's a deliberate deli- well, it's, it's deliberate, you know comedic um, action comedy but like, so. some of the in, just by casting arnold you get inadvertent yeah. hilarious arnold schwarzenegger and tom arnold yeah well yeah we get, we get tom arnold, <laughs> arnold, 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 arnold 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 um because like he plays like a salesman, and the fact that like well, some, that's like his cover. It's yeah. his cover, but he's actually like but a, like the, everybody else in his life 
like like you know his wife his kids and, yeah. you know is is non see him as like this boring salesman a boring guy. guy but at the same time nobody double looks at the fact that it's Arnold <laughs> the, the massive muscle the accent the and it's one of those like if you walked into anywhere and he somebody like Arnold came up to yeah. you and tried to sell you something you'd you do a double take, you know, you'd be, uh, I don't understand. I don't believe you're in the, you know, like there's a, like you just don't, it's, 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 it's a bit larger than life. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it's totally unbelievable. No, it's and sort of, that's like the, I guess that's sort of like salesman can work out too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, and I guess maybe it's just because we know Arnold as yeah. the action star, just like, wait, wait, who's buying this? Who's, who's buying that he's a salesman? I don't know. You know, um, but then, I mean, yeah, we play as an audience. We're not really meant to yeah, buy yeah, it yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we know, we know truth. we're on the inside track. Yeah. 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 No. And then, uh, Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis plays his, his wife. wife and... She's amazing in this. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's always great, yeah. but, uh, it's, uh, in, in like, he's the main character, but in some ways, like, because so much of the movie is about her finding out yeah. and then her joining him. And, like, a large chunk of this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis is actually the main character for, for a bit of it. Well, um, yeah, and then, I of mean, course, they're, they're 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 co-stars. Do, then they get to team up. And, they're co-stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like you said, like, Tom Arnold's in this. Yeah. And um, um, what's his name? Malik. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, plays he's the, bad the bad guy. guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who often plays... It's uh, crazy because, like... He, Art Malik. Yeah, yeah, Art Malik, who... He normally does very different kind yeah. of uh, roles than this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Paxton as... Oh, the, just yeah, the yeah, the car... Salesman. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the com- used car salesman yeah, guy or yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's used cars, but yeah. it's the car salesman. Uh, super young Su- Elijah Disco is... Uh, yeah, is the daughter, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pre yeah. pre Buffy, pre Buffy, uh, like very pre Buffy, and uh, a bu- whole bunch of uh, like cameo too, like Charlton Heston, yeah. and a couple other people are like are like just like bit parts. Yeah, Charlton Heston, he's like their boss or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, but mm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I saw this um, a year ago, maybe. Yeah. Well, I felt I felt like a rewatch. It's been a while. It's been longer than yeah. for me. I, I should uh, rewatch it. I was I was I was sort of like I was like you know. I haven't seen True Lies in a, like a while, and, yeah. And so I, I need to rewatch it. And I and I think maybe like it's been a while. It, it had been a little while, and so seeing it again, uh, seeing it again sooner, like really refreshed. Like oh yeah, I super enjoy this it's, film. It's it great. Is so it's, much fun. It's really fun. Um, yeah, it, it, great, great action. You know, again, again, so full of one-liners in that Arnold tradition. Uh, it's yeah, I, it's I I can I'm, I'm never gonna be like ah oh, you know. I'm going to turn down. I don't, I'm not going to watch True Lies. You know, it's one of those like, ah, Appar- yeah. Apparently when uh, they, they had to pay a bunch of extra money um, because uh, the owners of the building uh, didn't know that uh, oh, that they were. When he takes the Harrier alongside the building oh, 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 and yeah? just demolishes Bullshit. that like entire floor. They didn't tell they anybody. They didn't know that that was the extent of like what they were going to be doing. So they had to like pay all this extra apparently to like the building owners like to oh, no. to get it all like fixed wow. up after because they they were like all mad that they, they weren't told like how much damage there's actually going to be. That's crazy. Supposedly, I don't know if that's true. That's I heard that, wow. but I I don't know if it's true. But and Cameron was just like sure. 
There you go. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the... he's not going to let his vision be compromised with something like that. He's yeah. Mr. Uncompromising. He does things his way, and if you don't like it, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good, just, for you. good for you. Yeah, he's you... not going to stop him. Yeah. That was even nominated for an Oscar uh, for special effects. But, uh, didn't win, but not. But, uh, yeah, no, true lies. So it's uh, my five, your four. Yeah. Uh, like I said. So we'll be back to your four. Very, very good bumps to my four. All right, so crossover number one. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that was a surprise, actually. I wasn't expecting. I, I knew you like. I knew you liked True Lies, but your lists are often a little more, I want to say, critically yeah. uh, better than my lists. Like, the movies on your list stand up critically a little more than the ones on my list. So, well, uh, I thought True Lies would be like, well, I enjoy that, but, you know, it, no, no, it's no, no, not no. a, yeah. Okay. This is Cameron still technically in his classic I, era. I forgot about the James Cameron angle. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. All right. He's uh, made film guru so my my number my 94 my number four yes um is uh just a straight up comedy okay um that kind of shaped a i don't want to say shaped me but shaped I'm getting worried sort of some of the things i enjoyed or introduced me to some things i didn't previously enjoyed okay. uh like a, a type of comedy that i wasn't previously you know, type of filming. Um, and it's Clerks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Because uh, the kind of like low budget indie comedy film wasn't something I was watching when I was, mm-hmm. you know, younger. Um, it was just sort of, I, no, 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 more just out of like, I just didn't pay attention to it. Like, I just wasn't really aware of it. Oh, it by the way, True Lies, I definitely saw it in the theater. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sir Charles Stockton watched Yeah. Um, Anyways. But, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith's first foray into to yep. filmmaking mm-hmm. on a shoestring budget, filmed in yep. black and white to save money. Oh, yeah. Um, which is something you can actually do in 94 because pre-digital, it actually did yeah. save money to film well, in black how, and white. Well, that's how, originally, that's how um, Tarantino thought he was going to have to do Reservoir That's right. Before he yeah. got, like full backing and stuff for it. He was just like, oh, it'll be black and white, like 60 millimeter. You know what? You Reservoir know, Dogs would have been... F- with no, no, you know, no stars, just, you know. Yeah. Uh, Reservoir Dogs in black and white, I think, would have been He ended up not having to go that route <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, the, when Keitel got involved. But, you know, Kevin Smith was, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't have that in, I guess. And also, I think just the nature of how Kevin Smith works... He kind of had to start out just kind of like working with yeah his friends and people yeah. just people that he could find it, it because is, you know it was it, just you know became like this cult classic just due yeah. to yeah you know, I mean the, obviously the nature of the film um in some ways I think it might of the view skewiverse yeah. I think Clark's might still be my favorite like I'm I'm a fan of it's all, certainly the most I'm a fan of Mallrats. But I think that's more just because it's probably Morass most... is kind of maybe top to bottom, yeah. like a more put together, funnier film. Although definitely, I know Mallrats was the one that didn't do it. Clerks <laughs> like, is probably they the burned most... on Mallrats. Cl- but... Clerks is probably still like the most like overall like critically acclaimed and stuff like yeah, that. I, think I mean, that's, it's still yeah. obviously put him on the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it was the first. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, I was big into these all of those back yeah. in the day. Um, I've not really been terribly interested in 
uh, hardly anything that he's done since. I, uh, not not since Clerks, I mean since yeah, he did the yeah. video Skinner's first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, I don't think I've seen so any of his. I other kind roles, of got so. to the feeling that after that went on for a while, I sort of got to the point where I was kind of like, well, I thought I liked Kevin Smith as a filmmaker, but. Maybe I just like <laughs> those Venus Universe movies. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I feel maybe it's not so much that I like him even, as a filmmaker because I haven't really liked anything that he's done since. And even then, like, uh, I almost said Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Jesus, Jane Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bob's uh, Excellent Adventure. Whatever the hell that last one was uh, called. I, I don't even remember. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, sure. Like even that one was. I thought it was all right. It was all right. It, it's very conventional. Like, yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah. just think, a, a, you know, a, a, a comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's got like, um, you know. Oh, well, I guess Clerks 2 would have like been Will the last. Clerks 2 would have been the last one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like Clerks, Clerks 2. 2. Well, yeah. Clerks 2 was a bit back back to the roots, kind yeah, of, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, like, you know, bringing back all the characters yeah. from the first film. Because Jay Silent Bob was intended to be the last one. Yeah. But they deliberately, he deliberately kind of left it as like, this is the last one, but... Mm-hmm. If I really feel like it, I'll do another someday. Yeah, type of thing, right? Because there's actually a joke about that. Because at the end of at the end That's of right. Chainsaw Bob, you see um, Last War set as God. Yeah, right from from uh, Dogma. Dogma, and yeah, you yeah. see her. There's the big book that says like Views Universe on it, and you see her literally close the book, book on the uh, Views Universe. Yeah, but um, if you look closely, there's an Easter egg because. Uh, the page that it shows that says like the end on it uh. is actually not the last page of the book. Oh, so he put that in there intentionally another... as an Easter egg to be like, "Hey, this is the end, but there might be more." So that kind of left the door open. So then he did return to do Clerks Two later, and then mm. that's been it since. So that's you know over a decade now. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's right. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Um definitely like saw this it was a movie that I watched many 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 times yeah at the like it was because it was still kind of even though it gained a big following there was still like most people like in the circles we ran it never heard of it yeah and so it was like it was one of those like oh you gotta see this movie and so i saw it a lot of times in short order um again very quotable i mean there's a lot of lines in this that have just become part of our well, I mean, that's, vernacular. <laughs> that's sort of how he made his yeah, mark, no. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I mean, a movie that is basically two guys in a convenience store. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it came down to. Yeah. It was all yeah. about the writing and the... Yeah. Heavy know. on the dialogue. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the the story... Son of a bitch. <laughs> um... <laughs> The sun comes out, the sun goes away. The sun comes out, the sun goes away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I... Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really squeeze it in. Yeah. I do like... Ironically, later in the 90s, there's probably going to be other Kevin Smith movies yeah. on our lists just because some years are more lean. Yeah. 94 was so chock full that I just couldn't fit Clerks, but I do like Clerks, obviously. I it's feel the only, one, the only other one of these that would probably be on a list would be Mallrats. And I'm I'm not saying anything. And and but I don't know for sure about that year. Like yep. it's still up in the air. That's fine. So I was like, well, Clerks is definitely the one. Okay. And so I I had to. And again, it's a case of saw it so much. It impacted a lot of how I viewed movies yep. and, and how I thought about some movies at the time. Um, That's fair. And uh, so yeah, no, I I just you know, and I just yeah, it is one of those like oh yeah, it's just a good fun 
Great film. Oh. Yeah. Right. So my number four is Clerks. Okay. All right. Cool. So number three for you. All right. My three. Uh, my three is a movie that definitely would be considered not necessarily the most, you know, critically acclaimed or it's a movie that definitely my my feelings about it are more emotional than like intellectually like, oh, okay. like, All like right. oh yes this is a very high quality cinematic achievement um it's much more about the personal you gotta do that voice every time <laughs> it's much more <laughs> about like the personal connection with it um it's a movie that's very familiar to our circle of friends okay um refer to very very oh. often <laughs> we've all seen many yes, times as fantastic and okay. it's I know. the crow yeah all right yeah uh, th- um, this was one this was this was vying for my number five and yeah. i was like I can leave this off for one of two reasons. Either it's going to be on your list, or it will come up later in like a franchise talk or yeah. something like that. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I, well, I, I have pretty strong feelings about it. So yeah, um, yeah, the, the crow. So, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, we saw it in the theater together yep, yep. Uh, with my dad. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, and gosh. I have a very strong memory regarding that. So yeah. that that's there's certainly a nostalgic uh-huh. aspect. This um, was one of those like films where after seeing it just immediately wanted to see it again like, yeah it's it's very stylish mm-hmm. um possibly maybe a little dated in the sense that you know it's obviously very much a product of its time mm-hmm. that whole kind of like kind of music video gothy kind of it's it is kind know, of super early 90s atmosphere. <laughs> um but or mid 90s i guess but yeah. i mean i just but that works for it yeah. because it plays upon my nostalgia and it plays upon yeah. being just the exact right age for that mm-hmm. type of thing at the time yeah um but i see what you mean by putting this as like like it, it's a a personal it's a personal pick more than an overall well pick, i mean like it's not going to appear on any kind of like you know top no. 10 well, of the it's, decade it's critically acclaimed it's movies. an excellent film that is fun to watch but like you can also very clearly go I like this it's because a bit of a I was in the, a way. I was but, the right age yeah. at the right time. Yeah, but at the same it time, probably doesn't hold up to somebody that's younger. But, but you at know? the same time, but at the same time, I do feel that it's underrated in a sense mm-hmm. because it's it's just executed so well. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, probably, um, I don't know if maybe because of the like lackluster sequels and and everything that sort of came after it, maybe. Yeah. Have damaged the damaged brand. it to the point where people just think of <laughs> oh it's that that kind of like well, overdone it's thing. It's possible, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just um, I just find it very like I can I remember. I mean, obviously, I've seen it a number of times, but yeah. like oh yeah, it's very memorable to me. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can just I can like see so much of it just like in my mind's eye, like just thinking about it, like just the it's very vivid. It's very like like the, oh yeah, there's that scene and that oh. scene. Um, I could I could probably just write this movie out, yeah, like I re- scene I really for scene, enjoy, front to back. Without I really enjoy the performances. Heck, probably a lot of the dialogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously the dialogue. Yeah. It, it, it's got that kind of. Um, it's got a bit of that, like um, a lot of. I don't want to say like the dialogue's punchy. Yeah, but like in that way that like you know how like one-liners in Arnold movies are punchy. The yeah. dialogue is like that in the crowd. Like yeah. you can easily think about like. Then he says this line, and yeah. then it's respond to this line. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's comic book writing. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, because of its source from a comic yeah. book. Now you know. I will say that oddly enough, 
I do have some misgivings. Having being a big fan of the source material, um, I still have my trade paperback of the yeah. originals um, of the original story, um, which was signed by James Barr. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In yeah. person, not just some I bought it in a store signed. It was signed by him in front of me because um, at like a convention. Um, so uh, it's kind of about it. Well, it's sort of falling. <laughs> it's almost falling apart now because oh, it's very no. old and it's a trade paperback, yeah, so yeah. it's not exactly built to you last. You just got to put that in a baggie um, and, yeah. and never open it again. <laughs> but um, you know, but it's but it's there. I have it, and and yeah. So oh, I was okay. a big fan of the source material. So I do have some misgivings about the way they change certain things for the movie. Um, where there's just a lot of things that I'm like. Like, why change that? It really, there's no reason because to. Because movies, that it's, happens exactly. all the time. I know, that all I know, the time. but that kind of stuff bugs me. Any like, stuff where things are that's changed, drawn from source material. Stuff that's changed for to make it work better cinematically. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's the stuff that's just randomly changed yeah. that, I, that makes no sense. I mean, I, but, and I'm assuming. Or things that are changed for the worse in some ways. And I'm assuming most but, of the time in movies where things like that get changed. But if you didn't know the source, oh, exactly, the yeah. source material at all. You wouldn't find anything no, wrong with yeah, yeah. what they do in there's the movie no, because there's no incongruity. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. stand out. Yeah. if you're just taking it so, as just the movie. Sometimes you can be like, yeah, you can watch something wrong. you're like, I'm not familiar with the source material, but that seems wrong. But I'm betting that's not how it originally yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The things yeah. will just seem something wrong. just doesn't Whereas mesh right. In this, yeah. like nothing really seems wrong in that way. It's yeah. only if you know the source yeah. material that you're like, oh, that's okay. That's yeah. weird. Um, so yeah, no, it's great. Um, I really like the performances, um, you know, with obviously Bren Lee. Um, it was a star-making performance. Yeah, and all the more tragic. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's tragic that a, a young, you know, a young man lost his life for you know nothing. Basically, I mean, it's an accident. It's nobody's fault really, except for whoever, you know, whoever caused it. But I mean, we'll never know that really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just an accident, but. It's sad, obviously, on that level. Yeah. But on the level of just like movies, yeah, it's sad on the fact of also that this was a star-making performance, and he had only really been in like, I mean, if we say The Crow is a bit of a B movie, yeah. he had only really been in B, B movies basically yeah. before this. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been in anything that really gave him a chance to shine. This actually did. Yeah. And he could have done who knows what after this. But you know, we'll, it'll, we'll never know. I'm, it'll never. Happen. I wonder because of his background in like B movies, if like he would have done The Crow two, and then he that would have killed his career. But at least it would have been better, <laughs> like than what we would have. Brandon Lee's acting improved the terrible story of that. Well, but that wouldn't have been the story though. I guess that's true. I right? guess. And and honestly, I guess that's true. Yeah, no, they would have, that would have been. And honestly, the there's no reason. They probably never would. He wouldn't have been in The Crow two. There's no reason for well, it because his story's complete. I guess that's true. right. The that's film a, that, that Hollywood that doesn't mean anything. To <laughs> no, I know, but it would it would have meant something yeah. to him. Yeah, right. What I'm saying is he would have done other things. Yeah, yeah. This actually showed what he was capable. Brandon of. Brandon Lee could have been Brad Pitt. I don't know about that. I mean, like, like not literally Brad Pitt. In terms Pitt, of but like that breaking caliber out, of breaking in terms out, of breaking out and, becoming, and doing different. I mean, he, he had. Yeah. on screen charisma part of, the, part of the problem he had you know he did have the ability to act yeah i think he part did, of the, his know, problem also is that well he was always going to be in the, the shadow, shadow of his, of his of father right? father yeah um as bruce lee for anybody doesn't, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. Have that. <laughs> and, and so the problem there is that 
how many times was he ever going to be mentioned without also yeah. mentioning, oh, by the way, uh, his father was Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like, that was going to happen yeah. forever, yeah. right? That was inevitable. Yeah. So right then it's like who's brad pitt's dad well i don't know yeah exactly. you know like nobody, nobody knows brad pitt's dad. playing his so, dad in the bruce lee biopic would have been amazing yeah well oddly enough it was jason scott <laughs> who was not yeah, not, yeah, not related not, not related at all um just happen to have the same last name but well, i mean it's a common, pretty common chinese name <laughs> yeah, what can yeah, i say yeah. um uh, to be fair that's a really good oh, but that's a really good movie it's pretty good yeah yeah um but yeah, no, no, um, no, no, not to crap on, on, yeah. on uh, but uh, yeah, yeah right. I just you know obviously yeah. Brian Lee was great you know and you have like Michael Wincott yeah and, oh. and you have like bang, Dave, bang, David Patrick Kelly yeah. you know and well you have, it's it's a whole bunch of characters yeah. who you're oh I know that guy oh yeah. I know and in some of them at the time you're like oh well I, from... I didn't really know who they were then well that was but like, like a few since of them then could, i've been like all, exactly. when they show up in other yeah. things i'm like oh that's uh... yeah, especially like wincott because yeah. he's just i mean well, he's the still... voice obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah he's got that. <laughs> yeah you know but um, um but yeah like uh um oh, oh uh, what's his name who's the um the the second hand uh Oh yeah, the yeah, pawn shop yeah. dealer there. Yeah, uh, John Polito. John Polito died, yeah. died recently. Yeah, yeah, um, unfortunately. And but, uh, uh, again, he's got er, that voice. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. I think this is one of his best roles. Yeah. Like, I think if you look this at this in the first Iron Eagles, maybe. <laughs> that wasn't Ernie Hudson. Stop doing that. Um, sorry, sorry, everyone. That's an in joke where I put Ernie Hudson in the making casting role of okay. Iron Eagle. I would say obviously Ghostbusters. People would yeah, mention, yeah. but. Honestly, he's a bit of a an extra kind of, you know. Yeah. He's like a bit of a fourth, <laughs> yeah. a fifth wheel, fifth wheel. <laughs> or fourth, but you know, effectively like a fifth wheel yeah. to in Ghostbusters. Not that he's not good in Ghostbusters. It's just that he's the extra one. Yeah. He's the one that's the normal person who gets drawn into this yes. ridiculousness yeah, yeah. and is able to comment on it yeah. as a normal person. Yeah. Um. But he's still kind of part of the whole kind of crazy kind of tone of of uh of ghostbusters um in in the crow he's like he really is like a normal person but oh, not just a normal just person a he's just a... But like not just a normal person he's so for lack of a better term good like he uh, but like in a way that real that people are in real life mm. sometimes he just his character in this is he's he's just very warm he's very real yeah. He's like somebody you'd want to well, know. He's it, somebody who you would want to be like your neighborhood cop. He's, and, he's, a, you know, he's an amazing contrast to kind of like, clearly Brandon Lee slash Crow's character is this bizarre supernatural thing. Yeah. The bad guys are kind like, of so over the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're almost like, like, yeah, they're, they're verging on like, like farcical. Yeah. Um, the, the city and the situation they're in yeah. is... Like this devil's night and everything is both like this serious, like, like kind of like setting problem the city has to deal with, but at the same time, like, it's so like Gotham City eyes. Yeah. Again, it feels a bit like like oh, and he is he is just this oh he's a normal person, like in in a way he's a normal person who has to deal with it, but not in the way like. Say, I guess, for example, his character in Ghostbusters, who's, like, in the thick of it. Yeah. He is, he's, he's, he's like, he's, we, we briefly touch in, he briefly touches in to what's going yeah. on without 
like directly being just, heavily involved I, I and stuff like really yeah, no, like really good his character yeah. as a person like he's just he's very warm and just he just he genuinely just wants to help people and mm-hmm. he's just he's very like uh moral you know, and he just, it's, he's just like somebody you'd want, you would want to know, you know, like yeah. he, he's somebody that you would want to have in your corner. He's somebody that you would want to have, you know, helping you out, you know? Um, and, uh, and so that kind of mm-hmm. creates a lot of, um, the other thing with this mu- movie is, um, again, I keep sort of mentioning these exceptions to the rule, <laughs> but I'm usually always more of like a f- music score kind yeah. of guy oh i find yes, the soundtrack song soundtracks in movies are often just total crap yeah um but the soundtrack for this movie is very significant to the movie they're kind of inseparable uh, i think i think our liking the, of the, the soundtrack, soundtrack is the movie and the movie yeah. is the soundtrack it's like they're they're so important to each I other i think it also helped that like the style of music was a music that we were also really into at the time. Yeah. Like, a lot of the bands we were familiar with. Well, which I know, immediately, that's the point that yeah, I'm yeah, making. Yeah. Is the fact well, that, that's what allowed us to immediately yeah. be... Yeah, That's no, part of what yeah. is, makes yeah. it so great. Yeah. But even then, there were a couple of bands that like I didn't know before. Oh, yeah. Found out about I found bands. out because yeah, of yeah. the soundtrack and was like, hey, that's pretty good. And they even have like... Um, There's songs that, on the soundtrack, not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, or you know, they might just be kind of a little bit in the background yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there are stuff like, um, there's a Cure song, mm-hmm. Burn, which is, like, I think one of the best Cure songs, and it's just on this soundtrack, and, and it's used, like, in such an important way to the movie that, like, it just wouldn't work without it. And that's the case for many of the songs. Uh, introduced me to Machines Love and Grace. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, despite all the music I was into at the time, somehow I had missed yeah. Machines well, Love and Grace. You, you, and... you know, you can't know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, they even have... Um, a couple of the bands actually are in the movie performing That's their right. song yeah, from the soundtrack because didactic music, they have the yeah. whole kind of like uh, nightclub yeah. kind of aspect there. Um, like the the bad guys are like ba- headquartered above mm-hmm. the nightclub, so it's like you actually see the bands play actually perform their music uh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, the Who was that? That was medicine, medicine and then uh, my life with the Throco Cult, right? Yeah, because the they play the after the that, flesh. Yeah, 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 the two that you actually see. Um, and, um, yeah, and then, you know, the, the comic is very influenced by music and, uh, James O'Barr included a lot of references or quotes from a lot of things roughly in that kind of dark Gothic kind of, uh, sort of genre, a lot of like the cure and, uh, joy division, um, a lot of joy division, I mean, Mm -hmm. direct references, uh, to that, um, and because you know, I mean, if you want dark, it doesn't get much darker than Joy Division. Um, when they made the movie, of course, I mean, you know, there was no Joy Division, so um, yeah, yeah, they do have uh, a Joy Division song, Dead Souls, it's covered by Nine Inch Nails, which is oh, kind of right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of perfect for the time because that was an era where it's like Nine Inch Nails represented, you know was the perfect thing for that kind of movie or and for that tone that you know wasn't really around when the comics were done so it was like it was kind of a perfect translation to take it into the 90s um and then just you know very uh, appropriate to have in nice Jones covering joy division because that's like s- such a significant part of it um so just yeah, like I, I think that that was you know I probably listened to the soundtrack more than I watched the movie. I watched the movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this again uh, is one of those ones saw over and over and yeah. over again. 
Yeah, uh, and we have some definitely memorable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some memories attached to watching yeah. it that at various times. Um, so yeah, it's the crow. I don't really know what else to say. It, I feel like yeah. I've kind of it, well said everything. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean most. I think most people of, we, we could go of, on, of, of, for... especially around our age, have seen this. I mean, this is definitely one we could uh, do an entire episode on, and we have talked about doing talking about the crow franchise yeah. as a whole i don't know if that's a great idea though because i might it just might just be depressing cause, well i feel yeah cause yeah everything is just well, total crap after, everything after, after yeah the it's movie. it's not like when we talked about when we did aliens well look alien like resurrection yeah. wasn't great but well, it was entertaining in a way with that alien, was with the alien franchise at least you have two masterpieces to start with yeah yeah, yeah. then you had a flawed but still okay one and then like and then you had a total medi- crap a mediocre but somehow still entertaining enough like f- yeah like fourth one was just like there was so much wrong with it yeah. but you can't help but talk about it yeah like like i mean like when we did that well it's so bad there's yeah, a lot to talk, talk about. about yeah 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 so like it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just i just feel yeah. like with the crow it would just it would be... just be like, we just be bu- we we uh, okay. Uh, the Crow is great, uh, and then we're bummed out for three more movies yeah, and a TV I show. I don't know if it would be worth it. I don't know <laughs> no, if it'd be it worth probably it. wouldn't be. Now, now, to be honest, now it, yeah. But you know, but, I mean, I've never seen original, anything after two. Yeah, and the, I remember nothing from two. Yeah. So well, we saw two in the theater. Yeah, and it, you know, yeah, it, it is what I it mean, is. It wasn't Batman and Robin, but it was pretty close. <laughs> I never. Yeah. Well, I, I missed. I dodged the Batman. You Robin dodged bullet. Batman Robin. Yeah, I no. dodged that bullet. So, no. um, yeah. So the Crow is yeah. my three. No, that's excellent. Yeah, that's um, a great film. I have very strong feelings about yeah. it. It was on my. It was on my the one of three that I couldn't fit on the list. Ones like so basically right. my three also rants. The Crow was, okay. was on there. Yeah. What's uh, your three? My three. My three is a very highly rated film. Okay. Ninety-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes well, nominated and won a giant pile of awards. This movie loved by tons of people. I did not see it at the time because uh, at the time I remember seeing stuff about it, being like, "That looks boring. That's a movie for like adults, like 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 bore. Like that's a movie for my parents. Nothing about that looks entertaining." I saw it a number of years later. And I was like, oh my god, this movie is top to bottom fantastic. Okay. Directed by Frank Darabont, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. I freaking love this movie. Apparently. Yeah. Just amazing casting. Uh, It was, I think it was originally because it was just like, oh, it's about some guys stuck in a prison. It it just looked, it looked overly dramatic in the, in the trailer. And then like, it's one of those like, oh, the movie's like, like like so in different places in different times and about a bunch of really interesting characters yeah um i super love this film uh tim robbins um morgan freeman morgan freeman Morgan Freeman. yeah um uh actually like they're kind of just the two main characters and then it's just like a circle of of uh of smaller characters around them yeah um they tell like a, a really like neat brilliant story uh from from an from an interesting perspective um all the while like it's both serious and funny and uh well has a bit of um ha- the tape like sort of the tale that's being told well darabont ha- is pretty much well like, I mean, and, and rob reiner are the only ones who can properly adapt stephen king yeah well that's like, right written by stephen king everybody yeah. else just makes like like 
trash. Trash, yeah. Because, you know. Because Green Mile. Because everyone else just. Oh, turned, the Green Mile, that's Frank Darabont. Yeah. Mist is Frank Darabont. Everyone uh, else yeah. just turns, like, it into just, like, typical. Little, like, horror. Like, mass market trash yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> secretly, uh, Frank Darabont is Stephen King. Uh, oh, uh, oh, no, we know that's not true because. <laughs> that's definitely not true, but they, they definitely, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they definitely understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I... Uh, yeah, Shawshank Redemption is good. It's got a... I love the... the. I mean, I, I realize it was... I'm not sure, I guess Stephen King probably wrote it quite a few probably years earlier. I don't know yeah, oh yeah. when the book was written. But the 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 way the tale is told, it's got like... It's, a, it's sort of half you're there with the characters and a half like being narrated by someone like definitely like after the events kind mm-hmm. of feel to it. It has a... Um, like a almost like a tall tale feel to it like a i want to say like a huck finn kind of like like that kind of storytelling to it which i i really like that that kind of stuff um but yeah no i and i and at the time when i saw, saw it the first time i was like oh like like in some ways i was like oh man i can't believe i judged this so like on judged it on nothing before and then at the time i was like mm, would 16 year old me really appreciated Shawshank? Hmm, I don't know, you know, um, but definitely glad I did I eventually I see it. I say because I'm not you. So. And I've watched it, a, you know, a bunch of times and it is, yeah, no, I really like it. It uh, is Shawshank really Redemption. good. Um, I must have, I don't, I didn't remember that it was on this year. I must have seen it listed and I must have just bypassed it because I was just like, well, you know, it doesn't quite, yeah, no. I, I guess I just didn't feel strongly I mean, yeah, about it. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, um, I, um, I think it was. I think my my strength of feeling about it is the, well, like the, a lot of, a, a lot of it's, and well, that's it. A lot of it stems from getting the, into something uh, at the right time and the right mindset, and then just holding on to that thing. Very rarely do I go into a film when I go to watch a film. I'm like, I don't really particularly want to see this. The person I'm with wants to see it, and so I guess I'll watch it. Yeah. It'll be fine. At, at worst, it's just okay, and then just be blown away by it. Right. And like usually, it's the other way around. You're like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," and then it's like, eh, "It was all right." Uh, and and I think the the way that it took me at the t- first time I saw it, yeah. every time I see it, I sort of get that feeling again of like, "Oh yes, oh this movie's so great," and yeah, it is really good. But. Uh, yeah, it is really good. I guess just I just didn't maybe connect with it as no, much. No, I mean that's that's fine. Yeah. Which I mean, when you're talking about these kinds of mm-hmm. things, you have to kind well, of really. I, I like definitely, for example, it. like um, I'm pretty sure you're 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 a fan of like the Green Mile, right? Like uh, the the movie. Yeah, yeah. Do you like it's the, okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. okay. Shawshank's definitely better. Better. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. More, I, I feel the same. Way. I feel the same. Or at least yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Green Mile was just yeah, kind of right. okay. Yeah. I mean. For the standard that you would expect, mm. obviously it's better than a lot of other stuff. It's not crap, yeah. but it's for the standard that you would expect being, you know. Yeah. But I do feel like the Green Mile is a little bit of a, you know, Shawshank Redux. It's kind hey, of, yeah. it's kind of like treading over a lot of the same ground, and it's kind of like, well, do we really need that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it felt the Green, bit, was a bit Green Mile a book or a short story. Well, oh, here's a little okay, bit of Stephen King knowledge. I figured I'd ask the master here. Stephen so. King's science going to get dropped. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Green Mile was actually... Uh, disclaimer, there is no science in Stephen King novels. <laughs> no, I meant it in the... Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, pejorative. 
um, so basically with the Green Mile was that King was experimenting with uh, basically serial storytelling. Oh, okay. Uh, in the same kind of way as like writers, classic writers like, you know, Dickens and stuff would have done mm-hmm. back in the day when they would have like a novel essentially serialized across like, you know, monthly releases of a, right, of, a right. of a magazine or something. So the Green Mile was actually released in little chunks over time of these little tiny books oh. that would have been like, you know, like novel, like a couple of, tra- kind of chapters yeah, yeah, yeah. in like an actual book. 80, and, 90 and pages you, you kind like of thing. Line them all up and then and like went, oh. and it's like, you know, part one, part two, part three, part four. Neat. And, and then, then I guess eventually they were released. As a I would assume it yeah, would have been yeah. compiled at the end. Um, but yeah, so it was kind huh. of an experiment in serialized releasing um something that you we could sell could never do one now. of well, these you for... could do it now but it would be digital yeah yeah well i guess that's true yeah. you know which he, i mean that does happen and that, he has does, done yeah, that yeah, yeah, you know yeah, to a degree say, but, yeah. um i mean certainly he's released like uh short stories like direct to digital yeah. release in the years since but yeah i feel he also does but back a lot in the day of... it was actually and it and it sucks too because sometimes you'd be like oh i missed one and then it's like, oh, you got to find like, you know, you go to like the library and you'd be like, okay, they have like part yeah. one, two, five, and eight, but yeah. they don't have like three and four, or, you know. It's like, oh, it's like, you know. So until 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 the whole thing was out, and and then you know, I'm sure once the whole thing was out, and then there was probably another wait until like mm. a fully compiled edition came came out. I mean, to this day, I still don't have the full thing. Oh, like, I I have like a couple of. A couple of the parts. You're probably it. best just to just buy the complete thing. There's no. Well, yeah, way no. I mean, I'm sure there's one in, in print yeah. now. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah. but back then, time, yeah, no. By no. the time that I sort of stopped regularly buying Stephen King stuff, yeah, uh, that wasn't really an option, mm-hmm. and I had missed like a couple of them along the way. That's so, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. So it's just like it was an interesting experiment, but maybe not the maybe not the mm. best idea. I don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the okay, way, cool. yeah, that's yeah. the way the Green Mile was released. Uh, Shushing Redemption, on the other hand, was just a novella that that's was right. part of, um, I believe it was part of, uh, uh, Different Seasons. Oh, okay. Which was the same, the same collection that, uh, The Body, which is what Stanway means. Was right. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was part of. Yeah, it was called, oh, the, the short story was called Rita Hayworth, Rita Hayworth and, and Shushing Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, yeah, in reference to, because he uses the poster yeah. to cover the whole yeah and and it as the time passes the poster is updated to represent like the latest like starlet like right. i think it ends up like it's like you know farrah fawcett in the yeah. 70s or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know but it starts out like rita hayworth because it's like the, the 40s right because mm-hmm. he's in, in there for like 30 years mm-hmm. or close to it anyway. yeah something like that yeah um yeah. but yeah th- th- that's the thing they abridge a little differently in the movie they do a little the, differently yeah, yeah. yeah but uh uh, I think probably it, it was probably for the best to avoid having to do the fake age makeup on yeah, the characters, yeah. which you know. But it's still a bunch, is a, bunch right, of, a bunch of time does pass. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah, think it's yeah, as yeah, much no, as, as in the story. But, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no Shawshank Redemption. Really like it. Uh, I feel it's like a. I don't like it's. It's like very classic storytelling, and and uh, and I'm I'm not a like. This is these. This is the kind of uh, like drama. No, uh, this is a kind. These kind of stories are the Stephen King stuff that I enjoy more yeah. than the 
I'm just going to say, like, Carrie and Cujo and stuff like that. Uh, mostly because of his other, like, his sort of more... Yeah. His, I don't know what to call it, spooky genres. I've only read, like, a lot of his early stuff, which yeah. is, a, you know, I haven't read, like, The Dark Tower or anything like that, so. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm waiting out for the movie. I'm, I've been holding out for the movie for 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, my number three is Shawshank Redemption. So, your number... Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, my number two is basically a... Where, why are you grinning? No, nothing. <laughs> I was just thinking of something. I was just thinking of something. Is that like unrelated? Okay. Yeah, that was weird. No, no. All right, my number two it comes down essentially to pure entertainment value. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies for for entertainment value, mm-hmm. um, and uh, don't really know what other kind of preface to do, but it's uh, Maverick. Yeah, thank you. Um, I love Maverick. Um, it is so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, Maverick is actually oddly enough because last for '93 I had Fugitive, yeah. which Maverick is also based on a '60s TV show. Yeah. Uh, which starring like James Garner. James Garner, who Ooh. has a major part in yeah. the movie. He's yeah. like, you know, I really like the way they did that. How he's like a, a he has like a major like co-starring role basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the main role is uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, back when Mel Gibson was back still, when we liked Mel Gibson, when Mel Gibson was still like in the good graces of yeah. of, of Hollywood. Um, oh, I guess it's sort of come back around now, but uh, they've allowed him back in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it took a long time. But yeah, at the time, I mean, he was obviously a huge star. Yeah. And um, well, it's coming off like the Lethal Weapon. He's, and stuff like that. Yes, and, and this is directed by Richard Donner, yeah, who yeah. also did all Lethal Weapon yeah. movies as well as Superman movie. Oh, right, my, my favorite movie. Um, and many others. Mm. Um, and uh, you definitely see a lot of that same, the same qualities. Um, there is actually a lethal weapon in joke uh, in Maverick, where there's yes. a little cameo from, uh, uh, you know, what's his face from Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. Oh, Danny Glover, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little cameo from Danny Glover. Oh, in the bank robbery yeah, scene, yeah, 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 refer- yeah. It directly references Lethal yeah. Weapon, so it's like. It's a little in joke there, mm-hmm. um, which it, like it, at first it's like wow, kind of amazing, and then you think oh no, because again it's, it's yeah same director, same, same star, director, right? yeah, everything, like, yeah, yeah, not, not probably not that not that hard to get away with that. No, of course not. No, I mean it was great, um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it, basically for anybody who's not familiar with it, um, he's it's a western essentially. Um, but it's like late, late adventure, I guess like late western. Well, it's like yeah. adventure comedy yeah. western. Uh, he's like a gambler. Mm-hmm. He's a, like a poker player. Um, and the plot is basically that he's um, trying to get to this huge poker tournament. Yeah, it's going to be taking place on like a riverboat. It's got a huge buy-in. It has a huge buy-in, and he's basically traveling there and basically winning money along the way mm-hmm. to for like the entry fee, yeah. um, and then or and also collecting money from like people he knows that owe him money, yeah, because um, that's that's how the whole bank thing happens because because yeah. the, the the guy who runs the bank is the, the bank manager like owes him money, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and then it's just wackiness ensues. There's um, and then there's like um, Joey Foster is the female lead doing a totally different kind of character than like anything else she's done really showing 
the mm-hmm. range and, and how good she can be at just like comedy because obviously she didn't do a lot yeah. of that. Well, um, very different kind of character. Than yeah. Him. I mean, when you look at other stuff, like you look at like, you know, the accused or like silence of the lambs yeah, yeah. and then Maverick. Right. And it's like, wow. Yeah. We're totally that totally different from? kind of character. Right. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. Um, Really, she's a great actress. So yeah, well, really, obviously, but... It's kind of like, it's not really a surprise that she was good at this. It's a surprise that she's got the... Like, that they got her for the role, really, yeah. because it's not the kind of thing she normally does. Right, yeah. that's sort of what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, but it also showed a totally yeah. different side. Uh, it is Alfred one of those, Molina, like... Alfred Yeah, great film. Like... James Coburn. Like, so many, like... It's like, oh, really great scene after really great scene after yeah. really great scene. Graham Greene. Graham Greene, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, Graham Green doing what Graham Green does best. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, no, I love Maverick. Like, this was this just... was this was the one I knew for sure was safe to leave off the list because yeah, you could get I mean, it. I, I yeah, it's insanely entertaining. I I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I just love it to pieces because I'm pretty you, you sure just... multiple times in the theater. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I know your mom sure did. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is probably my one of my mom's favorite movies. I think my mom's had seven times in the theater. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, all I remember yeah. is just I just remember I remember when I saw it in the theater. Sure enough, your mom was there. And I was like, <laughs> "What are the chances?" Yeah. Well, apparently, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We had three theaters in the city, and she and he met the same showing the same. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't her. Fir- and it wasn't her first, first time. time. No, the, yeah, that was the thing too. Um, that was that was it. But yeah, uh, no, it's just yeah. it's just awesome. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing. It, it's right in line with everything that I like about those kind of movies. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Richard Donner also did Scrooged. Yeah, you know, I mean, he just, he, you know, he's he's another. One it's of those that it's that geniuses. kind of um, so good, like comedy film where it, but it doesn't like pander it doesn't it's, like it's it's not like oh it's comedy well, it's a well-written story with good acting and great dialogue yeah. and interesting plot also happens to be funny yeah and like those are the best comedies yeah. where and it's like smart you know funny. exactly where, but, but not like you know, overly like, intellectual just smart in that it's not you, dumb you could take the comedy out of this film yeah tweak it slightly and make it something else like yeah. You know, like it, it is. I mean, it's comedy weird. or not. It's a great film. Yeah. It also just happens to have really great, funny stuff in it. You yeah. know, which is, uh, you know, the yeah. the, the to- tops to the, them being able to pull that off and 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 make that, and also make it like I'm fairly sure this is fairly well recognized as a as a and, decent. And film. I really like how um, it. I'm not like, sure what the... I, I really like how it really honors like it honors the fact that it's based on a prior thing mm-hmm. um like it doesn't try to be making fun and i mean it is obviously more of a comedy but like it's not kind of making fun of the fact you know that it's based no. on this show like no. it's not d- diminishing that by by having Gar- james garner in such yeah. like a major role have like, you ever seen the original the original I've never, I've never seen it, so uh, I was just wondering. Like, I don't think so. Is it so. funny? Is it? Is it? Well, yeah. not in this way. I don't okay. think it's meant as like comedy. Oddly enough, IMDb categorizes this as a drama slash thriller. What? Maverick. Maverick. Yes. Not well, comedy. Obviously, that's an error. Drama slash that's an thriller. error, obviously, because yeah. it's no, nothing of the kind. Yeah. 
it's a western slash comedy, comedy. With a little bit of like action adventure <laughs> element i guess but it's primarily <laughs> comedic western yeah wow. um but yeah like the fact of having james garner mm. playing such a prominent co-starring role and then of course the way the film ends yes no spoilers. No spoilers, <laughs> but the way it ends, you could almost say yeah. that the film could be almost like a sequel to the oh, show. It's true, yeah. In exactly, the sense yeah. that it's kind of like, oh, well, this could be in the same continuity. Yeah. Sort of, you know. Yeah. Um, it, that, that is a well-played thing that uh, is... And they, and they set it up so perfectly the, for yeah, a sequel and never it did It never one. happened. Which, I mean, on the one hand, it's like, well, it's still... That just leaves it as this perfect yeah. one-off movie that yeah. never got... Like a crap sequel. It never got a cash-in like, sequel. Like, cash yeah. sequel. But at the same time, they set it up so perfectly, yeah. it would have been great to see the yeah. further adventures yeah. of that cast. And I mean, and if they could bring back... Like, look at the Lethal Weapons series. Bringing back the same director every time. The same cast every time. And, you know... I mean, Debatable. let's be fair. There's diminishing returns on the lethal to a, to a degree, but I mean, yeah. still they kept a certain amount of consistency, mm. and everybody kept coming back, mm. and they kept the same For director the first and stuff like anyway, that. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, you know, it yeah. wasn't like like you know, it wasn't the Batman series or the Crow series oh, yeah, or like yeah, 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 the yeah, Superman yeah. series where it's like they kept changing everything and making it worse each time. You know, it it you know. So I mean. They could have done a Maverick too if yeah, if, they, yeah. if the stars had aligned in such a way, but obviously they didn't um, for whatever reason. But at the same time, it's kind of makes it funnier because you know it has this ending, and you're just like, "What? Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, sure, yeah, you know." It will. It it, it 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 does that like it's it's like a cliffhanger without it, really being a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's kind of like, oh, okay. That's what I was looking for. Clip it's like, it's like the, the end of The Princess for, yeah. Bride, where it's just kind of like, okay, you could either just continue right from there, yeah. or that could be it forever. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just kind of like, it the, it goes on, you yeah. know. Make the sequel in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, just ugh, so good. Um, I once, I have some really interesting, like, viewing memory. I mean, I talk about the theater experience, yeah, yeah. but I have some interesting viewing memories of this in that... Um, it was something that I have I had wanted to own for a long time. Obviously, you know, like I have quite a movie collection and stuff, mm. and I like to own a lot of movies. And and it's something that I wanted to own for a long time, but I could never find for like a decent price or anything. Um, and I actually had this incident where I was visiting my mom in Ontario in like the small town that she lives in, and uh, I was like, I found Maverick in oh, like, I remember you telling me like this. the yeah. department store in yeah. like her town. Uh, and I bought it, and I got it back to my mom's, and I opened it, and there was no disc inside. Oh, it was yeah, like that's a right. Brand yeah. new copy, a sealed copy, and there's no disc. And I, I brought it back, and they didn't have another copy, and there was nothing else I really wanted, so I managed to get a refund and everything. But I was so disappointed because I was like, oh, I finally found it. And then, nope, not there. Uh, and then um, when I came back, uh, uh, and then I started working at the video store after that, and I remember one time I rented it from work. Uh, rented it obviously yeah, free, yeah. free free rented it um, and uh, uh, and it was like a seven day rental and I watched it every day that I had it out like seven <laughs> days like so seven days in a row seven yeah, times yeah, yeah. I, that week I, wa- I watched it I mean sometimes not necessarily just sitting there and watching the whole thing but like you know it was on whether I, maybe I was doing something else like playing around the computer or something at the same time but it was on every day for that week that I had it out 
and then um and then one day i came home uh this and uh it was the dvd was sitting right outside my bedroom door yeah waiting for me and my roommate at the time adam that i've mentioned yeah. a few times uh had he known that i'd been looking for it and he'd found it somewhere and he he bought it for me yeah and he put it just like up against my bedroom <laughs> nice. door and so i came home and it was like boom it was there and i was like oh my god thank you finally because i hadn't been able to find it yeah. um i know it seems well, weird that you can't just click and get it in two seconds on amazon but you couldn't back then it was uh yeah <laughs> not, not for a good price anyway yeah well it's one of those films and and i think could, i mean you could do that now obviously uh, there's no excuse but, uh, but i've been probably finding it well now but back then i guess and it was in that era of it wasn't a bad enough movie that it was just cheap to buy yeah. and it wasn't a well-regarded it's more enough... just about finding it in stock, stock. Like... well that was it and it wasn't a well-regarded enough movie that it was either always in stock yeah. or like often like big movies not only in stock they frequently go on sale because yeah. Yeah, people yeah. want them yeah. it was that right in that weird middle space yeah. where it's always just standard price and yeah. which is sometimes just a little too much for so, you know um well especially if you want to build a big collection yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. that's you're not gonna <laughs> right, you're so, not gonna go uh, very yeah. far on that yeah. is my number two for sure okay that's awesome yeah What's your no, two? i like maverick. i like i also am a big fan of maverick good um and should put uh, it on it your list then probably should be, <laughs> I, I thought about it and i was like nah. no uh uh <laughs> Screw that movie. um probably gonna rewatch it soon at some point um as uh laura has never seen it so what if she hates it oh well that would be and then by extension she hates me no i don't think that'll happen has she seen deep rising yet (laughs) oh that's the true test that's the true test yeah anyways um yeah um yeah well that is the that is moving moving on yeah that is a true test moving on from that those uncomfortable waters yeah yeah um number two my number two uh my number two is both i guess a cult classic and a well-regarded film overall um i just completely brain farted uh i had a little factoid but it disappeared so i'm not gonna say it um not important hopefully uh no no uh it's uh <laughs> if that factoid is the key to the whole <laughs> selection o- often then. um the title of this film is misused uh the complete title is not used okay and is leon the professional oh yeah, yeah. it's often just leon. called the professional yeah yeah well that's because of the whole french english the thing. french english thing yeah yeah um with uh, director Luc Besson, yeah, uh, who I am a fan of his work, and yeah, starring uh, Jean Reno, Jean Reno, and a very young Natalie Portman. That is like pretty much her breakthrough. Yep, um, Gary Oldman. Yeah, crazy ass Gary Oldman. Always is. Always crazy ass. Yeah, just Gary Oldman being Gary Oldman. Um, it's Gary Oldman, but like he was on drugs up until know. like you know James Gordon in the dark knight mm-hmm. movies like oh yeah and, and uh, another actor who has Coleman was pretty much always crazy who has appeared on uh many of movies on my top fives from the last few top fives we've done uh dan hale um but uh yeah no leon the professional um this was a movie definitely did not see at the time not even aware of it uh didn't see it till much mm-hmm. later um and i saw it pretty close to the time 
Yeah. Uh, I, I knew about yeah. Basson's films pretty early on. Like, yeah. not not super early. Like, I wasn't watching, like, what's the one with Christopher Lambert? Like, uh, Subway or whatever? Subway, yeah. I wasn't yeah. watching stuff like that, like, yeah, way yeah. back in the day. But I knew about Leon. I knew about... I mean, I always saw Subway. Recently. I knew, I knew <laughs> about La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the first one that most people never mm-hmm. knew about. Um, so... Well, I think I'm... I feel people knew La Femme Nikita... But I'm not sure how many people knew it as Luc Besson like well, think, later. Like people saw like the professional and other. I think, well, and they I were think like, that oh, was his first English language. Well, that, I think that it? was yes, because yeah. because La Femme Nikita is all French. It's as well. all French. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, I mean, it's full like full English cast and everything. And in, in, I mean, apart from Jean Reno, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's mostly English speaking. Um, <laughs> Well, actually, I don't think he, yeah. Uh, he's got that that accent. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he's... It's a characteristic. I mean, that's his, yeah. you know. Um, well, French accent's hard to just drop. Like, yeah. It's a and very it distinctive... It works. It works It's fine. a strong, it's, distinctive yeah, accent, so... Um, uh, but, yeah, I didn't see it till much later. Um, and it was sort of like one of those, like, oh, I, yeah, I I really need to see this now. I and Again, it's probably one that would rank higher or that i would give more consideration to if i had seen it more recently oh uh, yeah it's sort of been a while and so i feel like if i saw it now i might be just like oh my oh crap i made a huge mistake because it's amazing yeah but i just don't really remember how good it really is i which means that it has less of a personal connection for yeah. me it, which means I mean, definitely that's why it's, it's all, definitely on it's one of those things um i'm sure it's great it definitely has like look you're looking always looking at these lists well I, mean, like, I shouldn't say i'm sure it's great i know it's great uh, like, but I definitely looking at this list, that's always a consideration. Like, I haven't seen that movie in a decade, and I don't remember it as well as, like, say, another movie that I haven't seen in sort of about the same amount of time, which I remember, like, everything about. So I'm going to go with that one versus the one, like, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, clearly if I'd seen you know, more recently, yeah, I might be more in, you know, the forebrain. Yeah. Um, well, you already put it at two, which is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, so no. clearly uh, your memories of it are no, no, no. I'm saying like in, in, in many cases, uh, I've yeah. seen Leon probably five, six years, but um, been much longer than that for me. I I have seen it quite a few times. Um, at uh, yeah, it's it's very. The last like, time I sure I saw it, I'm sure probably Natalie Portman was still a teenager. <laughs> well, I mean, she's not in this. Not, she's not, like eleven or twelve. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, like. You know, she was fairly well known. I definitely saw it like all through her before, like Star Wars, the Star right? Wars stuff yeah. like that. So probably like yeah. later than that. That was kind of the other, yeah, yeah, big, yeah, thing. She, yeah, she, yeah, you know. she, like that was sort of the big thing when she was a teenager. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's sort of limited cast, limited storytelling, uh, like environment, um, just kind of. Um, very kind of a simple story that's quite clever. Um, well, it's very classic. Like it yeah. has that. It, it's very. It's very. You know, trope. he's the. He's it's very, very trope, trope, trope you know, driven. Uh, it's, it's he's a you know, not a story, he's saddled with you know, so, uh, like he has to look after look after quote unquote this yeah. girl yeah. that like he has no interest and he's sort of thrust into this like 
like half a dad, like yeah. father I mean, kind it's of similar like, to character. you know, like it's kind of got a bit of a John Woo, yeah, yeah, thing well, yes, going yeah. and. You know, it's 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 a certain class of mm-hmm. it's a type of movie that yeah. has been seen many times. Yeah, but you know, Basson kind of distinguished himself yeah. with obviously puts his stamp on doing. It. Yeah, he yeah. was good, and he and of has course, a... to the point where where he eventually sort of became like a miniature film industry yeah. in and of yeah. himself. You know, yeah. there's this whole extended thing of other directors who have kind of followed along with yeah. that are kind of part of his mm-hmm. overall thing that you know he'll like produce and maybe like do some writing and then other directors will direct movies you know that yeah. he doesn't have time or inclination to do and stuff like that and they all kind of have and that the style st- of... they kind of have that stamp of like you know so yeah like he he's sort of become a bit of a film industry a miniature film industry in of himself yeah yeah uh which sort of became a thing you know but it all kind of started with with these earlier um films i I feel his, and I guess maybe Leon is probably the last of his early films. Uh, like, there's a grittiness to the, to yeah. Leon that is uh, like the, the, the Nikita has, Subway yeah. has. Oh yeah, for like sure. there is a well, a lot of that is budget, but well, budget driven. Um, but I mean, just sort of um, when you're a, very low budget, you really have very, not a lot of choice whether to be gritty or gritty not. or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's a na- there's, there's a certain there's natural a, grittiness. A, yeah, there's a natural <laughs> grittiness to it. But he, he, he cashes in on that really well. Like he he's able to form. Because I'll that tell really you this well. much: his next film is well, not gritty that's at thing. all. Like because after this, he does he did Fifth Element, which was I, w- I would like say like that was this much kind of like true lies was the last classic yeah. james cameron with fifth element luke basson became like like oh, it's a totally different it's he, he entered this like he is now given budgets and yeah. to like well, it would be, be like, that he's a real like dreamer kind it of it would be like if, director it'd and, be like with quentin yeah. tarantino made reservoir dogs and then Pulp Fiction, and then, like, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's essentially what Luke yeah, saw's yeah, career yeah, trajectory yeah, was. Yeah, um, Like, it makes no sense, yeah, yeah. but... And, and then, you know. And, you know, and he does that well, and he's, you know, and then, I mean, he's done, you know, um... I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I guess he's done up and down since then because I mean, he did like yeah. the transporter films, which yeah. were definitely a, well. That was a kind of down. the beginning yeah. of the whole sort of like his kind of. Film, personal film industry yeah, thing yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's been Taken, other transporter films, oh yeah. well, films yeah. that other directors yeah. have done and stuff yeah. like that well yeah yeah because he only did the first two I think um, I, I don't remember exactly yeah. which um, ones he, he directed himself but yeah but uh, yeah and I just know that there's yeah. been a lot of that type of thing but yeah, yeah no and, and I mean he's got that upcoming film that looks really good um, yeah coming back to big Big, epic big more stuff. We're doing again. another Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those films that is, like, despite it being very trope heavy, the overall composition is, I feel like, a very unique story. Yeah, well, that's um, how you make something yeah. that is yeah. very trope heavy, but that, works on its own because you just you, do you it. stamp your style on it and yeah. that style made this film just right i mean it's basically the three characters of uh, uh that we mentioned yeah uh and like like the, a lot of sort of throwaway yeah a lot of throwaway characters, characters but it's like those three characters a small bit of plot that drives them 
you know, together or against each other. And, and that's it. Like you're, you're, and then it's just all worked with right from there. Like it, yeah. it's real good. It's really good. Um, I, this is one that I definitely like hummed and hawed about like where it should sit on my list. And I, I feel I could have swapped it with Shawshank Redemption for two or three. Um, yeah, you're pretty enthusiastic about Shawshank. Uh, I've, I've seen Shawshank much more recently, yeah. which is, it's more in my forebrain. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't probably seen Leon in, in some time. Um, but uh, I, I I really like it. I, I think it's... Uh, it's, yeah. it's like a, I said, if yeah. I had seen it more recently... Probably would have... Or had like more list. of a personal... It, mm-hmm. it might have. I just honestly don't remember yeah. how much I liked it. Um, but I do remember it being good, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely... It was definitely a... Of the time, it was like a very... Um, it was a very key movie of the time. Like, mm-hmm. it was very... One of those things that like people of our age and our background and our yeah yeah interest in movies were talking about this movie like it was definitely mm-hmm. a movie of of the moment mm-hmm. you know that was like you know like oh have you seen this oh, have yeah seen the professional like it's great oh it's amazing blah blah like I see it you know it's like everybody it was in our peer group yeah you know would have had to have seen it for sure it it um. I guess sort of because of again that low budget grittiness of it, it almost it's like as close as we were going to get to see like almost like an art house movie in regular theaters for us. Oh, you know, yeah, I guess I don't uh, know. I, I, I just it's it's not like big triple A yeah. style. You know, I don't. I would. I didn't see it in theater. No, no, absolutely not. No, me. Either. I saw it as if it was basically an art yeah, house yeah, movie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I used well. to see stuff like that all the time on like you know showcase and oh, yeah. bravo and stuff you know that's where you see all the arty stuff yeah exactly yeah but well back then yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah that's my number two the only professional excellent all right uh so it'll be my number one your number one uh my number one don't let me down don't let you down no i kept kidding oh, okay <laughs> like some like stinker <laughs> i i don't know i can't um what is this 94 yeah it's um uh double dragon double dragon <laughs> Okay, I was gonna save that for. I was gonna save that for. It's not a stinker though. We both really like that movie. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I mean, it's not. It's not for, something that anyone would expect to be number no, one. No, no. I was gonna save that for post. How we actually had already done an, uh, an amazing film from 1994. Oh, <laughs> sorry, but yeah, no, because we did. Uh, we did all right, track. my number one is um, <laughs> was never in doubt um, from the start because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and you've actually already mentioned the title. Uh, completely out of context oh. earlier in this podcast you offhandedly mentioned it which i was rather shocked at because it was completely out of context and not in relation to anything oh um but it's natural born killers oh, oh okay um <laughs> because uh i've talked a little bit about this over the years with other people but not ver- not a lot mm. this is my chance to kind of lay it all out yeah basically um the reason why i love this movie has nothing really to do with the subject matter or the, like the content really well content as far as story-wise i mean um i mean those are fine and it's a way that you can bring in a lot of intensity because when you have stuff that's you know about killers and violent and stuff like that obviously it brings in a certain level of intensity mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get with you know it's it's about like insurance salesmen you know like, yeah, yeah obviously it's it's a different sort of thing but the actual subject matter has nothing to do with why i love it so much um, the reason I love it so much is I sort of call it, 
I kind of coined a term for myself to describe it because I didn't really have any other way to describe it. And I, I, like I say, I've talked about this a little bit over the years, but I figured this is a good opportunity to kind of lay it all out. Uh, but I call it Filmmaking Unbound because basically this movie is all about, like, there's no rules to making a movie. Just put, do everything. Uh, there are part, there are, first of all, it is edited like the crap out of it. Mm. Like, there well, are, it's edited there are like cuts, a music video. There are cuts constantly yeah and it's constantly cutting back and forth between colored film shots black and white film shots uh different film stocks like everything from like modern film to there is like film stock left over from like the 20s or 30s i think that they yeah. used there's video shots on video uh all kinds of different like color filters and and lighting schemes and just constantly rapidly cut back and forth there's animation uh, incorporated there's like weird like rear screen projection stuff like on the sets there's like bizarre like digital manipulations of shots there's uh one whole sequence that's uh made to be like a it's like a really um twisted parody of like old like sitcoms complete with like laugh track and like like crappy like old video look um it it's just everything it's like like it's everything that you could do in a movie just bombarding you at max you know level um and there's just there's nothing else really like it. I mean, you ever been on drugs? This is a movie that makes you feel like you've been on drugs. Um, the cl- <laughs> there's nothing really else like it. The closest thing is um, after this, like for people who find something like this, like Natural Born Killers, to be too much to handle, which is probably many people. Um, after this, uh, Oliver Stone, who obviously directed yeah. this, uh, made uh, the film Nixon. Yeah, uh, which is like a biopic on Richard Nixon. And it was the very next film he made, I believe. Um, And it used a lot of the similar um, techniques, but dialed way back, like made a lot more (laughs) easily digestible a bit, I guess. Or, you know, it's just dialed back a bit. Like if if Natural Born Killers is like on 11, like, you know, and they said he just dialed back to like, you know, six or seven. So, so like people who were maybe (laughs) not able to deal with NBK. Yeah, didn't just did not have the the tolerance for the level of like i mean intensity the, the, and insanity the, the the that's like he took like that very like experimental event yeah. guard yeah. style filmmaking and he just he he, he like mtv'd it yeah to, to to a degree that was just like 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 but with sp- more like 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 the yeah. polish and the but it was all about the it. variety of yeah. like it was just constantly shifting mm-hmm. and there was never like it never settles down you know like it's just crazy um but it's basically just saying like okay here's something that you can do with a movie yeah 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 well here, here's everything that you can do with a <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is no limit, or, or at least you know the limits are very artificial. Like yeah. saying, like a movie has to be this; it has to have a consistent look, or it has yeah. to have a have a pace, yeah. a certain pace, or it has to have a certain, or or even like the content, you know, yeah. it has to have a certain content or yeah. certain limits on those on that content. It's just throwing that all out yeah. and just saying, 
Boom. Yeah. And part well, of I mean, that was a deliberate look, satire on. Look, look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Part of it was a deliberate satire on media and how people consume yeah. media. I mean, uh, that I think that was more or less the message of to a degree. Of what he was but doing. part of it was really just kind of an experiment to be like, like, I how mean, far can we take this? No, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, not to downgrade Alderson's efforts on here, but like, like intensity and like non-conformist filmmaking was nothing it's nothing new when this movie came out yeah it's but him able somebody of his mm -hmm. his filmmaking right like capability and knowledge and standard standards and his uh uh viewability Mm -hmm. like people people watch all of stone films yeah uh him doing a film like this yeah but opens opens you up to it basically it's a, like a different genre of film that is like there are movies and then there's movies like natural born killers it's like there's like a venn diagram where they cross over but it's so much of it is different than how you normally watch a film yeah well i've that, never seen anything that has the sheer amount of different well, elements and i think a lot of that comes down to you know that i've uh, listed off no, like, no no absolutely and i mean a lot of that comes down to i mean he had budget and you know because a lot of like bizarro that kind of filmmaking is usually done on like pennies and, and that kind of yeah. stuff you know it, it, it is it is like not crap. and it and it does not have a, a somebody like oliver stone behind yeah. it who knows well his they stuff. always say he knows how to make a movie to that, in order to effectively break the rules you gotta yeah. like know how well, to how to use the rules first you know the, the, i think the, the the difference between other kinds of movies odd movies in this is this is still a movie. This yeah. is still yeah, a, a beginning, middle, and you can still watch it. It still tells a story. It's still, but it has all those other elements that make up the meat of it. All those, yeah, all it's the, the technique. The, yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, it's not yeah. about the subject matter or the content. Exactly. It's not exactly. why I care about yeah. it. There's a dime a dozen movies about murderers yeah. and killers and yeah. and I mean, messed up stuff. Not to, not to crap on like. Everybody did a fantastic acting job in this. Yeah, it, is, it has know, great acting. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was. You got to remember, people can easily forget, but you have to remember at this time. You know who Woody Harrelson was? The guy from he Cheers. He was like the dumb yeah, guy from he, Cheers. Yeah. That's who <laughs> That's Woody Harrelson only, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's easy to forget that because he's done a yeah. lot of great films since, and he's done a lot of great performances, and yeah. people accept him as a, a good actor, mm-hmm. right? No Country for Old Men. You know, yeah, like exactly. oh, lot, yeah, yeah. plenty of of like those high caliber films but when this came out he was the dumb guy from Cheers so this was a revelation right Um, Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee Jones you know pretty small part but you know very important Um, Robert Downey Jr it's funny you know great part uh, because I just watched uh on your recommendation uh, from oh U.S. Marshals, I watch U.S. Marshals, which yeah. they're both in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it has like a pretty crazy cast, but you know, like like as you say, it's it's Oliver Stone, so yeah, you know, he was um, able to. This is get, the guy that uh, made Platoon. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so when Oliver Stone calls, you know, you you come. Oliver Stone says he wants to make a movie. Everybody's on board. Yeah. But uh, but no one, I'm sure, no one knew it was going to be like this. Yeah, because it's. I, like nothing else. I, I, it's one of those uh, movies that I, like, thank goodness, like, time has borne out on it, uh, that, you know, people like, like it, because at the time, 
I feel this movie was more press about the subject matter yeah. than anything else about this. I film. really my, like I, it I, was such a yeah proverbial like I, I funny, shit show. I have a funny story. Movie. I have a funny story about. Um, I didn't get to see it in the theater because I was underage and well, yeah, there, was I was no definitely... one, there was no one to bring me. But I have a really funny story about that because I had seen the poster and the mm. poster, I guess, was like an American poster. Mm-hmm. So uh, it had like for the R rating, it had like 17 listed oh, right, as like right. the minimum thing. So I went to the theater and I asked for the ticket yeah. and they said how old are you they didn't like ask to look at my id initially they just said how old are yeah. you well that was that was more or less and, the standard back and then. i was yeah, like yeah. without well, thinking about be, without missing a beat because i'd yeah. seen on the poster it said 17 yeah. and i really was 17 i wasn't lying so i just said oh 17 and they're like oh you have to be 18 i was like what but yeah, it says yeah. on the poster and like oh that might be it must yeah, be an american yeah, thing yeah, yeah. in canada it was 18. that that happened uh, and i've i've had that, I was I had like, that happen to me too i was once. like yeah. oh okay yeah. well thanks anyway yeah. yeah because you know i mean i i don't know i don't know that i would have i mean i've never really been like uh, someone who you know i've never really been someone who could really lie so yeah uh, I don't know what I would have done if I'd known anyway. No, I probably no. still wouldn't have. Go- I probably just wouldn't have tried to get in. Yeah. But I literally just had no idea because I just assumed that was fine. So, yeah, yeah, I, so yeah, exactly. Quite truthfully, I was 17 and I just walked up and I was like, 17! Because it was true. And they were just like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Bye. Thanks. So I never saw it that way. But I saw it as soon as it came out on video. And I remember they had, it was one of the rare things where if you got the there was like a special release of it and it was like on VHS, but it was way more, it was like the modern like DVD Blu-ray type releases. Cause it was on VHS, but it's a two tape right. release. Yes. Yes. It had the uncut version of the film that, that with the extra, like, you know, 10 seconds yeah. or whatever the heck it was, the ridiculous, uh, no, it wasn't 10 seconds. It was more than that, but it was probably it was whatever they, it was cut like to, less than a minute. It was like whatever they cut to make it R to get being NC-17. Yeah, yeah. Because, because Oliver Stone, well, has, I guess it would have been X at the time. Cause Oliver Stone has said that Oliver Stone has said that, um, basically when he submitted it, they wouldn't give him the rating. And he was like, well, what parts do you have a problem with? And they couldn't pinned down like it wasn't oh this scene here it was just like a general feel a general feeling of it they were just like you have made madness you've made madness and we can't process it children under no conditions we're not gonna pass it and so what he ended up having to do is cut like little tiny trims little frames from all over the movie yeah to just get it down to just enough that they would pass it which to me is one of those like Whatever 10, 15 seconds he cut out of that film. I mean, it's more than that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, but whatever then, it is. Like, it's less than a minute, I'm sure. The basic concept of the film yeah. is, I I feel, what gives it the rating. And no amount of cutting right. would... Well, you know, exactly. But course, that's, but that's why it's the hilariously... Film board is that's why it's hilariously ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why Stone said that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as much, basically. Right. He, by explaining the story behind yeah. it, he was... Basically showing how hilariously ridiculous yeah. the situation was, yeah. but you know they needed yeah. the rating to get the movie out. So I mean, there's there's a, there's a thousand tales of people like we cut nothing. What we did is we took 
like scene 20 and scene 21 and we swapped them resubmitted got a lower rating like it's like it just yeah i mean i don't know, know about that but like there's, there's a, there's they're a usually pretty shrewd about that cut kind of stuff nothing but, that would yeah like should have technically quote-unquote changed the rating and it's still you know but i guess it's one of those so the board is made up of so many people it all depends on who so, saw it on what so day they re- and, so know. they released the this like sort of deluxe vhs collection yeah. and it was two tapes uh, and it had the uncut version of the movie, and then it had um, the uh, it had like the second tape was all the um, it was like a bunch of like deleted scenes and yeah. like a behind the scenes documentary. So it was like all the kind of stuff that you would see yeah, like, on, on DVD. special features on like a DVD later on. But this was pre DVD, um, and very rare for that. And they had like the deleted scenes would each each <laughs> had like an on screen little video intro where Oliver Stone would explain. He'd set up the scene and he would explain why he cut it. Oh, that's cool. Um, which invariably, almost every time, it was he cut it because basically he realized afterwards that it was just didn't belong. Like it was just a it, great scene on its own, necessar- but not necessarily it didn't, fit, didn't, didn't, didn't fit with the film or just didn't belong. Or in some cases, like there was one uh, case in particular where he was like, I screwed it up. Like I misdirected it or I didn't oh, like have it. didn't turn out the way he wanted. It didn't wanted. turn out oh, and it just didn't yeah. work out. So it's like, he's like, I totally take responsibility and, for that, you know. Um, I guess probably by the time they get down to the nitty gritty of editing it, yeah, too but, late to go back and fix it. But it's it. really cool. Like I, I really like. I think it's really cool that Oliver Stone, like that's the way he is about things. Mm-hmm. Like he ha- he doesn't have the same sort of ego as like what a lot of like filmmakers and stuff have. Like he he's very much in the sort of like like yeah, that was my bad, and you know I'll take the take the consequence for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like like uh, I watched that movie um, er- early. Oliver Stone movie um, called The Hand with uh, with Michael Caine, right? Yeah, where it's like a like a killer hand movie kind of, or maybe not. <laughs> Could be all in his mind. It's you know, it's like a crazy psycho killer movie, um, but it's it's a horror movie essentially. But you know, it's mm-hmm. it's about a killer hand that's like separated. Yeah. Uh, from a person but, but it could be just psychological right mm-hmm. that's the whole that's the whole trick of the movie but anyways um on the commentary of, on that movie um Oliver Stone talked about how like basically he felt that the movie wasn't sort of the bat wasn't as good as necessarily it could have been because it he just wasn't necessarily well suited to making that type of movie like he basically oh, yeah. he literally was just like I'm I'm not the best at these kind of things like, and, and style. you know it's and so he basically took responsibility like it was still pretty good like it was watchable well, mostly because I mean, Michael Caine's great performance but and I mean to be fair a, a number of Oliver Stone films have that kind of like thriller psychological yeah. element to them he's not a stranger to doing but yeah. as a whole full film yeah. Yeah, yeah um so and of course I mean and that was back then too yeah, that was true, like true. the early 80s so I mean obviously he could have gotten better at it but I just like the fact that he's he's very um, you know he 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 knows what he's good at to a degree and he knows what he's not good at to a degree doesn't always know at the time you know sometimes he does it and and it doesn't turn out so well and then but but he always kind of owns up to it and he's you know he's not really ego driven like oh I must look perfect at all times and you must bow down before my mastery yeah, yeah. you know but at the same time he's made some really amazing stuff. Um, so, you know, I just, I just think he's, I mean, I don't know about all his weird, you know, he's got some weird kind of, you know, um, uh, ideas about certain things in the world sometimes maybe, but, uh, but you know, he, he's maybe a little eccentric, but that's fine. But, um, 
but yeah like i just have a lot of respect for that for his approach um and the fact that like you know he's done such a range of things and yeah so natural killers is just um i've always loved it from the beginning um yeah i mean it's like there's lots of funny parts there's lots of really intense parts there's weird parts and gross parts and everything it's just everything it's everything it's everything that can be in a movie Hmm. because like i say i mean it's every type of cinematic technique that could be used is in there you know i mean except maybe like animatronics i think it's probably the only, i mean i don't know maybe there is animatronics in it i don't know but like is there not there's like everything it's i guess that doesn't count as animatronics i was gonna say is there not a scene where everybody's puppets for a bit uh i don't think so no is there not maybe that was like a maybe that was something else no, i think i'd remember that yeah gosh i feel like there's a scene in everborn killers no, i don't where... think so Anyways. Everybody's puppets for a bit. Oh, pretty no. sure there isn't. <laughs> no, okay. And by pretty sure, I mean there isn't. Um, but yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've, always, I've always really liked it. It's one of my favorite movies for that reason. Because, hmm. as I said, I've just sort of kind of self-coined that phrase yeah. of like filmmaking unbound. Because I've just, I've never seen anything else that's just kind of like, eh, no rules, just do everything. Just put everything in there every possible yeah. technique every possible type of thing and then just yeah. cut it all together at yeah. ridiculous and, and speed not, and and not cut it together in like it's filmmaking unbound but also massively calculated oh of course oh you know, absolutely like, oh like, geez it is, yeah yeah it is actually oh yeah don't get me wrong actually don't get me very, wrong very very tightly bound oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just not to the conventions well, that we normally that's what get, I mean. you know but that's what like, i mean it's, i'm not it's, saying it's you know, it's not yeah. just random like, yeah yeah it's no. but, but like very... that's where like the mistake usually gets made where yeah. like this like the way this film what is, i mean like by not, not natural born I mean killers just... but like many films that have tried this style yeah. have done it and well this makes sense to the director yeah none of the audience has any idea about yeah. how this like understands how this is put together yeah versus how oliver stone again being someone who knows how to make a movie yeah. is able to put together right what is almost basically seems like random nonsense is able to yeah. just make it oh i should also perfectly. mention uh another aspect of it this, this yeah. will be my final yeah. word because i we gotta move on yeah. but another aspect of that that ties in with the whole overall aesthetic of how it was done is um the music um rather than having a conventional like musical score or anything like that um, it doesn't even really have like it's not even like a song soundtrack. It's just a man slam- it is. It is. I mean, it is a song soundtrack technically. Yeah. But what it is is um, Trent Reznor from Nine Nails yeah. basically created the soundtrack by like mixing together um, snippets from like dozens. I like. I think I've heard like somewhere like I think like over like a hundred different like songs and musical pieces, mm-hmm. just all. Like, much of the same way the film is yeah yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. rapidly put together and and little snippets and like there's even like um like uh mix like very uh mix different mixes of like some of his own work um that were done specifically for the movie um and if you like listen to the soundtrack album it doesn't have everything that's in the movie because that would be impossible yeah but but it um it tries to kind of replicate the feel of like that tapestry by like it's all just edited together and there's like little snippets of dialogue and excerpts right, from the movie right. and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I mean, a lot of soundtracks have done that, but mm-hmm. 
the way that was very popular at the, the time, way that everything is fully integrated together yeah. because you can't really separate it out because it's all just like constant you know this constant and this I mean, is it's basically like one track even and though this is long before the, and this is long before turner's actually started you know actually became an actual film score composer because mm. of course now he actually does original scores for like you know david fincher and stuff like that mm. so but um back then he was just doing nine nails and but you know they obviously thought that that his touch as like a producer and you know wanting to use an unconventional um type of soundtrack that was not not like anything else because it's not just like a collection of songs and it's not a score no. it's yeah something else you know so yeah yeah I, again another thing where it's like part yeah. of that unbound no no rules kind of well an unbound it. an unbound film needs an unbound soundtrack yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah all right yeah. i'm done yeah no yeah. that's everything that i can think to say about much more to listen to. that's good all right number one for you mm-hmm. yeah definitely cool no question about it so my number one um much more conventional <laughs> that's all right uh most fact, most things i like are it's just that i've never really seen anything like in it in so. some ways is uh probably i mean very i i guess would be considered probably an average film by some uh i love it to beans apparently um it is one of those i will watch it anytime anywhere uh contains two of my favorite actors or actor and actress okay uh and speed oh god <laughs> i frigging love well, speed certainly right about one thing <laughs> definitely very average um everything about this movie is super fun uh the uh chemistry between god my brain today is just having a hell of a time with actor names i almost said luke Besson. uh <laughs> keanu reeves between keanu reeves and uh uh Senator bullock um What's his name is the bad guy? Uh, Dennis Hopper as the villain. Um, just the... I mean, everybody's seen this. Everybody's seen this film. There's not really much to say about it. Everybody uh, our age has, but yeah. honestly, I, I feel like it hasn't really... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely probably a time... In, a time I don't think I mean, it's I Probably a, long, a lot of young people probably aren't yeah. just watching this Yeah, I don't think movie. it's sustained um, as, like, a classic or anything. Um, but... Uh, I, uh, yeah, I absolutely, I just, I absolutely love Speed. Um, it's, uh, you know, I can't, it's, it's got a, a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the tropes of the, you know, bunch, whole bunch of one-liners, um, uh, you know, great, I, the, the whole concept of the, you know, be stuck me on the bus and you can't slow down, I thought was, oh, that's, you know, real neat, you know, yeah, uh, you know, again, it's kind of just like, it's not a deep movie. There's not it, a ton it, to say about it other than I just really, really, really like if it. If we were doing, if we'd been doing this list a certain amount of time ago, I probably would have been right there. Yeah. But uh, we we both watched this, yeah. rewatched this relatively recently. Well, relatively recently. Yeah. It was a while yeah. ago now, so, but, yeah, yeah. but relatively recently because neither of us had seen it in a long time. And I was sort of like, huh, all right. <laughs> it's not as, like, amazing as I remember. Um, yeah, it's it's good, but, like, 
I just I I I didn't find it as exciting as mm. I thought it was. I didn't find it as funny as I thought it was. I didn't find uh, the performances as good as I remembered. Oh. Just kind of, just kind of let you down. Yeah, uh, a little. I mean, it wasn't like I had anything really strongly invested yeah. in it, but you know, I just I always thought of it as like, oh yeah, it's that like great, you yeah. know, movie with all the like hilarious one-liners and yeah. dialogue bits and stuff like that and i mean uh, it's almost it is it is actually like almost like front to back back like, when that was just the dialogue is almost all one-liners in yeah. a way like it's <laughs> yeah but see that's the thing is that's the way i remember it being but then yeah. when when we watched it recently yeah or recently i was like oh there's really not as much as i thought there was mm-hmm. it's it's a bit more average than huh. i remembered so it was a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that being said, I mean it was still good, yeah. and it's still in that genre and in that realm of movies. It's still, it's still right up there. But it's you know, it's definitely not. It definitely hasn't held up as well as say like True Lies, like which we, oh, yeah, which we yeah. talked about earlier. For me, uh, I, obviously for you, not so much uh, because the, the, their placement was basically opposite. Maybe but. yeah, but I mean. Like I said, this list was really hard for me to put together, yeah. and placement is really often is kind of neither here nor there. The big thing for me, the reason why Speed is number one over any of the other ones, is um, because of like how much I like it mm-hmm. and how it's so very easily just watched and digested. It's yeah. like um, I can just like oh, I just can just watch Speed, you know. Um, the other ones, like, I mean, I guess not like true lies requires like, oh, deep investment. <laughs> um, you know, like, oh yeah. gosh, you understand the intricacies of true lies. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's but, fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why there's different people in yeah. the world. Um, but yeah, yeah, it just didn't quite. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that like both of our number ones are movies that the other person is kind of only didn't really hold up. So, so on. Um, yeah. Well, I don't like expect, that. I don't expect other people to. Um, see what I see in in Natural Born Killers. Oh, I because it's it's a, not an easy thing to get to be into. Yeah, but it's just that I I'm approaching. I I love it in the same way that I love something like 2001: A Space Odyssey, where it's like as a piece of art. Yeah, yeah. because there's just nothing else like it, and mm-hmm. there's nothing else that does what it does, and it's just the way it's crafted and the way it's it's just it's just a really amazing work of art mm-hmm. uh, for if you're just looking in, in terms of like movies being entertaining and just sitting down and watching the movie and having fun, then that would be yeah. like, that's why Maverick is my number two, you know, mm-hmm. like that would be the one that would be, you know, Maverick is my number one is if you look at it in terms of just yeah. like entertaining movies. Yeah. But if you look at it as art and as like a work of art, that's why natural one killers is my yeah. one. So I don't expect other people to relate to it on the same way. Because that's a very personal thing, you know. Like, as always with art, you know, one person. Can, I think. I think generally, one person that, can look at a work. Of, killers is a quite well. One person can look like, at a like work film. of art and think yeah. like this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and yeah, another yeah. person can look at a work of art and say yeah, like, this is right? the best thing I've ever seen because people view I mean, art indifferently. I mean, you know, in that way, you know, movies are, are you know, any movie can be disliked and like. No, no, but what I mean is, it's like movies that are very easily digestible and very entertaining. Yeah. Tend to appeal to a wider. Oh yeah, wider audience. Audience yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're very. Yeah. They just have well, it, elements it's, that it's, tend it's, to have wide yeah, appeal. It, it, yeah. Right. Whereas a more arty movie yeah. is going to be more limited in its appeal, mm-hmm. but for those who do really connect to it as yeah. a piece of art, yeah. 
they're going to feel very strongly well, it, about it's, it. It's that right? that's um, the difference. It's that uh, usually like art movies will have or more arty movies will have like there's a reference point that the film has that you need to connect to yeah. to to really and, and really like it. And it, I mean, for you, yeah, like Natural More Killers is clearly the yeah. technical, the more and, technical aspect. And of the it other anyway. problem that it has is that some people are not going to be able to handle the subject matter and content. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to well, even, in, that, yeah. in order to even in see it as you know. as the work of art that yeah. it is, yeah. because they're just like, oh, I just can't handle. And it. I think which is that, fine too. And I think I that is one of those that. things that hits those kind of films a lot. Yeah, and because, I can totally understand yeah. that. Right, like I said, it doesn't have to be about what it's about. The the main difference between it being about what it's about and if it was about something else is just the level of intensity that mm-hmm. you can have by having it be, right. you know, what it is. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. That's all. Um, yeah. So, my top five. Uh, True Lies, Clerks, Shawshank Redemption, Leon the Professional, and Speed. All right. And I had Pulp Fiction and... Legends of the Fall, right. five, then Tree Lies, then The Crow, then Maverick, and then Natural Born Killers. Hmm. Um, yeah, ninety. So only one one crossover there. Um, uh, well, but because you deliberately. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mani- I left Maverick. I, I, I left Maverick. Off. Manipulated yeah, yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because Maverick would and and the crow. Well, the thing was, is uh, well, well, it was going to be one or the other. Yeah, and they both would have taken five. But that's what I mean. Is so I would have left off True Lies, so it yeah. didn't matter. But I'm saying it could. It, have been it was only ever going to be one tie. On okay, there, so, fair enough. Yeah, because um, my my basically my three major also rans were Maverick, the Crow, and Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, um, which I, is, I I really like the Hudsucker. I'm not proxy, very but familiar with it, so. That's why I can't. Like I've said before, I don't really. It just doesn't didn't have quite what it took to get on. Yeah, the... like I said before, I don't feel comfortable in including things that like I'm not familiar enough. That's, yeah, which I mean is to perfectly. Make, to, I mean that's, to like make a strong. That's a that's decision a, that's on. probably the best reason to leave something off. But I mean, you know, <coughs> Coen Brothers, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I, um, they're great. Um, you know. Um, uh, I, and, some other great films from that year. Uh, Forrest Gump. Which, yeah. Actually, I was surprised it wasn't on your list. Uh, it was on... Um, it was on and off? No, it was on... Oh, it, oh Speaking right. of... Right. We, you're a, saying how like they, no. we didn't have any that were on previous lists. We did, because yeah. Forrest Gump was on um, the Oscar uh, Best That's Picture right. yeah. Top 5. Um, the one that I had... Uh, that was oh, I love pre- Forrest Gump, but yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah. didn't need to. The one that I had was on a previous list was The Ref, which was on our Top 5 Christmas films. <laughs> Um, I do enjoy the ref. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really ever think of it as like a top five type of movie, but I do. I do really. Ninety four had uh, Star Trek Generations, which yeah. is the the first next generation. Uh, yeah, sl- next generation slash old generation because the way it's, they did it. I like movie. it. I like it. Obviously, yeah. um, I mean, as a Star Trek, I think fan, I liked it more at the time. And but, over the years, I've no. I mean, I, I do <laughs> like it, but yeah. it's not exceptional enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it on to the main list. Like, they have to be real, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there is one coming up which may make uh, yeah, it onto yeah. a list because there is one that's sort of the best of that bunch, so. Uh, Reality Bites, which... Uh, I remember liking it. I remember, obviously, we used to reference it all the time. <laughs> 
But it's your glitch. Yeah, my glitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that is, I have not seen it in probably since the 90s. Yeah, thus we used to I, reference it a lot, and, and it. obviously we liked it then, but I haven't seen it since. Yeah. And uh, so I don't, again, I don't feel I know mm. it well enough. I, I, I have a feeling like it would be um, just a movie that was good, but that yeah. wasn't yeah. top five material. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my more favorite of the Nightmare series, West uh, New Nightmare. Yeah, well, we, we talked. We, talk we talked about, about that. that. Yeah, horror. Yeah, when we did the horror stuff. Yeah, um, New Nightmare is great. Uh, a small, very underrated. Uh, yes, very much so. I just, I just think, just like underrated, unseen, underrated. Like, kind yeah. Of underrated. Well, most people just kind of gave up. Like when the main, yeah, yeah. when the main series ended on yeah. like a pretty crappy note, most oh. people just kind of gave up. Also, on it. also the, the naming convention. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if people even don't even know it has anything to do like it it's not it doesn't have elm street anywhere in the title so, it doesn't yeah because that would be even more unwieldy yeah 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 west craven's the new nightmare on, on elm, elm street. street oh jesus no it doesn't work but everyone <laughs> yeah. knew because yeah. everyone calls that series yeah yeah, yeah. it's like oh that's the, new, that's the new nightmare movie right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. Nope, they yeah. it's the same thing like friday 13th it's, it's just, just friday, friday you know just, yeah. oh new friday oh, yeah yeah okay or the new Jason movie yeah, sometimes. New Jason people, movie, sometimes yeah, versus say, the new Freddy movie. But people yeah. who are really into it will yeah. say Fri- just say Friday. Friday yeah. Right? So it's, it's Nightmare and Friday. With the movie Friday, which is nothing to yeah. do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying horror fans yeah. versus general film um, viewers. Uh, I'm a fan of the movie The Shadow. Yeah. You uh, know, um, which uh, I liked it at the time, and I never know if it's one of those ones where. Because I've never really heard anything particularly great about it, and so I never know if it's one of those kind of like. How do you feel about Dick Tracy, the Dick Tracy movie? Do you? Um, um, Yeah. Again, I mean, yeah, I I liked it uh, then, but I, I, I recently just like sort of like fluke thing. I saw The Shadow about six months ago, um, and I was like, oh boy, I remember liking this. There is no way in hell this movie holds up at all. Yeah. It actually feels pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it has a pretty good feeling. They you know, did a good, good they did a good job of not like overstretching their like what they were capable of doing. Yeah. Uh it has a humor that reminds me a bit of like original Batman. Like it very actually feels much like the Tim Burton Batman. Like, yeah. it holds up in a similar way. Like, hmm. um, I mean, it also not as good. Yeah, yeah. But it's still That's fine. It's still, still quite in the ballpark fun. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, so, like I say, I remember liking it, but then in later years, because I never sort of heard anything good, I was like, like well, oh, well, I yeah. was like, oh well, maybe it's just one of those ones that mm-hmm. seemed okay at the end. I mean, there's lots of stuff that I saw at the time. I I was like, oh, this is great, and then now I'm just like, oh boy. Yeah. So I just feel like <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. that's the same kind of thing, yeah. but well, I I feel maybe it is good. I feel I, you could you watch you could do a ten minute test, yeah. and you'll know in the first ten minutes whether like the feel of Probably. it is, is your is, is is for you or not. You Probably, know, you give it that. yeah. Um. A lesser-known film from that uh, one, and I'm pretty sure we're both familiar with it, a movie called Greedy with uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, yeah, where it's I've a, seen it, but I'm not, it's a, not super familiar it's with a, it. I think it's one of his like lesser... Like a big ensemble. Yeah, ensemble cast. Um, it's one of those, uh, uh, you know, rich granddad, and you got to yeah. get the money, but it's, you know... They, except they do the reverse, you know, um, where there's, there's no money, yeah. and, you know... 
Uh, but it's a lesser Michael J. Fox film, but yeah, no, no Michael J. Fox film. Like, yeah, um, I'm not really familiar with it too much, but I know I've seen it. And I also still fondly remember the movie North. Um, kind of basically a kids movie. Yeah, it's uh, considered like one of the worst movies ever. Yeah, uh, ridiculous ensemble cast. Uh, everybody acting, everybody in this movie, but the kid is super weird. Um, I, I just, it, the bizarreness of it, I've always liked it. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I, no, I know it is well regarded. I as, never, as I never, I never and tried. I don't know why. And I, well, okay. I know why it's because it's a movie of who is this movie for? Yeah. It's a kid's movie that kids aren't going to like because the the story and the humor is aimed at adults, but because of the plot, adults aren't going to like it. Yeah. So it's a movie for nobody, which is why it is. Which is what ended up happening. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I find myself often drawn to movies for nobody for some reason. I'm nobody, I guess. I'm or, the demographic. You're just for really weird. Yeah, I like the weird nonsense movies. But yeah. But yeah, 94 is a, a, a you know, like we covered in our list, there's some big movies oh yeah i mean there's a million other it was, things it that, was tough it was tough know. to to pick this it was funny because we were doing 93 and you were like oh wait till 94 and i was like how hard can 94 be in literally doing the google it, search like they give you that bar it, of film it'll, it'll that, never be i this. was i was i was five i was in that first bar and i was like you gotta be kidding me. It'll never be All this. of these are from 94. Yeah. It'll never be this hard again. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, 94 is the last... I don't think. I, uh, I mean, I, I haven't so. closely looked at every other year, but yeah. I've, like, at least taken a cursory look at yeah. each year, and Nothing's... I didn't see anything that came close to, to how bad, how hard and you know what? 94 was. I wouldn't mind a bare-bones year where maybe it's a little tougher to make a, uh, you know, a, the challenge of trying to figure out which of these okay movies is going to be my number five is seems in my brain right now easier than which of these amazing films do I have to just cut? You yeah, know? fair enough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's 1994 poof, in the bag. Yep. Um, gone, done. Yeah. In a way, um, I'm actually kind of more excited for the upcoming. What's upcoming? Just because there's maybe a little more. It, it feels a little more open be- ah, because cool. of the fact that it, there isn't like they're not so jam packed with like very obvious mm-hmm. choices. Like it, it feels a little bit more flexible. Whereas like I've I feel like with ninety three and ninety four especially, I felt a bit kind of railroaded on the fact that like oh well, obviously I have to have this, 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 this. Yeah. Oh, there's the list. Damn it. Damn it. Like, damn it. I still have ten more movies. No real choice there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you know the choice is the placement basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas like I think the second half, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit more into like. Oh, Oh, okay, there's this, and oh, maybe this, but oh, maybe not, maybe this, and you know, because it, it's a little more open. So I'm interested to see, and also because in the second half of the '90s, I think there's even more stuff that we probably saw at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, definitely, I know coming up in the later '90s, some of my favorite Cause after because fa- some of my favorite all-time films are coming the second up half the 90s, of the '90s so. is like post high school. Yeah, so. Yeah, just just giving ninety five a quick cursory. Glance. I had a lot of free time after high school because <laughs> I didn't really do anything like right away afterwards. So. You watch movies. <laughs> you boned up on. Movies. I watched a lot of movies. <laughs> watched a lot of movies. Watched a lot of TV and yeah, sort of 
you know yeah practiced for being a human yeah all right uh yeah so that's it for this week next week will be 1995 yeah as we uh get to the half i guess the halfway mark um well it'll be like the beginning of the second half beginning of the second half yeah uh 95 to 99 99 yeah uh we uh i i know what my number one is for 99 (laughs) i guess i do too (laughs) it's really easy yeah yeah um I think that's the big thing about these is I kind of know my number one for like almost every almost year. every year. Because it's kind of obvious. Like, oh, it's like just, what's your it's favorite, one of my favorite movie films? Of the yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I luckily so far, other than '94, I haven't had to be like, oh, two of my favorite films. Mm, oh, yeah. well, that's one and two then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's usually how it ends up. But then yeah, yeah, making yeah. that decision of which one's one, which one's two, two, is often quite difficult. Yeah. I mean, even last... They for, cross each other out, neither are on the Even list. last time for, like, 93, yeah, you yeah. know, I sort of explained that, like, in some ways, like, Groundhog Day was number two, but in some ways it's a more perfect movie than, yeah. like, Jurassic Park, which yeah. you can nitpick certain little flaws. Yeah. But the reason that Jurassic Park had to be one is because, because Jurassic Park. it changed, like, yeah. everything. It just yeah. changed the world, you yeah. know. Changed my life. Well, the world of movies, at least, you Changed know. my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I explained that last week, uh-huh. that that, for me, that, that that's you know why i made that choice but you know it really just depends on how you're choosing i suppose yeah, yeah. so okay but you know i usually try to choose based on personal feeling and, and yeah i mean that's a, a good balance of like how 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 objectively good is this movie mm-hmm. but then you know temper that with well how do i personally feel about mm-hmm. it or how how is it connected with me you know so you know yeah. i try to incorporate all the little mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. potential kind of ways yeah. of I definitely mind make mine a little more personal, a little less yeah. critical. Well, uh, that's just but incorporating both is just kind of how I a bit how I am. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, you because know, that matters to you, me. You also, yeah, but you you also, I mean, you're much more into the making of movies side of yeah. movies. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm, you know, I'm interested in that, but you know, not you know, cursory. I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's that stuff's more interesting than you. Know, pursuit. I get um, you. Yeah, you're not uh, listening. Your knowledge in you're that not listening is, to all the commentaries. Yeah, exactly. Watching your, all the your knowledge in that is, and, yeah. Yeah. is is much much greater. But, uh, which is good because you can fill in all the gaps when I'm like, uh, you know, the thing with the guy and yeah. the. And I mean, you've got you the know, names, I get things wrong sometimes because I, there's just so much that oh, sure, sometimes sure, sure, the things yeah. get mixed up or yeah. I can't remember something properly. But you know, I try to get it right. Um, you know, probably. Right, right enough that it, 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 you know. Well, you know, yeah, yeah you one would hope, but uh, we haven't we haven't gotten any letters or, or feedback correcting us. Letters. So. <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. We Who would they send it? Where would that just just in the mailbox? Care of www.podcast.com. Um, except that's not our URL. <laughs> I wish that was our URL. Yeah, we we could do that www.podcast.com no I don't think so oh, oh sir, I, thought, <laughs> no. I thought you were, oh I w- thought you were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what you were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. no no just www.podcast.com it's probably it, taken I guarantee it's taken yeah um, although by who like that would be interesting to see like yeah. you know what that is next week listen to our report on who has that URL or just look it up yourself <laughs> um, yeah. 
So we'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, everyone who listens. Yeah. Um, uh, as uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, for those who didn't uh, hear, we are now on YouTube. Uh, you can just look us up, www.podcast on YouTube. You can find us off there from the Facebook feed as well. Yeah, well, um, if you just put what we've watched. What we've watched. Podcasts. And just, yeah, and it just it brings it all up. Uh, Google it or put it right into YouTube. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing, I'm starting with these. It's a bit of an endeavor to get the episodes onto the YouTube um, time-wise. So um, I'm, I've just started with this 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, That's cool. But yeah. Uh, so uh, until next week, uh, I'm Chris. That's it. Cheers. Bye-bye.